Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, November the 23rd, 2017, and it's time for another Technical Alpha. We've survived another week, but we'll be survive another week of literally zero game news because holy hot damn, I feel like I'm living in a time warp, gentlemen. I feel like I've lived in the same week now for about a month. Like, nothing nothing in movies or gaming or anything has changed. It's loot boxes and touching little boys, and that's the entirety of, <laughs> of everything on the news. I, I just, I, I feel like I'm stuck. I feel like I'm stuck. But hey, we're here. Groundhog Day, pretty much. Yes, yes. The uh, exquisite Bill Murray. The, uh, ir- the, the, the irreplaceable Bill Murray. How old is Bill now? Very. Like, I'm waiting for the day of, 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 of where I'm going to have to like just go offline and shed some tears because Bill's actually going to die soon, I feel like. But he also, he also just looks like he is... Oh, I have to change the white balance on my camera. He also just looks like he is way too stubborn to die. Like, he's going to be that dude at 114 years old that hates absolutely everything, including the fact that he's still li- living and breathing. But he's still going to continue to live and breathe for a long time. And then we'll get, like, another random artsy-fartsy movie. <laughs> or something starring Bill Murray. Uh, but how are you gentlemen doing today? Mr. Black, how are you doing? Good. I'm very, very tired today. It's just kind of all hit me. Uh, just went to the gym and went and uh, picked up the iPhone X. Mm. So I got that bad boy. Um, so I just spent the last couple of hours... Uh, setting up all my my Google Authenticator because when you get a new phone, you have to like reprogram every single one on every yeah. site that you use and print off the safety key. And uh, then I had to like get all put all my passwords and things and get it just make sure everything is working. Set up the Wi Fi's and it's just it's 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 at the point now where phones are like computers and it it's it's like a well, it's like a computers. five hour setup basically yeah, just to get it it's going. It's an afternoon. It's an yeah. afternoon essentially. So anyway, I picked those up, uh, picked that up and, uh, spent a a fortune, but, um, you know, I can see myself having this phone for a long time. The, the last, uh, the iPhone, uh, I got the Apple care and I don't, I don't, I take care of my phones anyway. Um, but yeah, I, the last phone I had was the iPhone 6s plus, which I still have. This is the first Apple phone that I ever had an issue with the, um, Listening to people call, like coming through the speaker, it, mm. it went really, really low, like super low. So pretty much whenever I talked to someone, I had to have it on speakerphone in order to really hear them ah. um, or have it hooked up onto Bluetooth. Like in my car, I could hear fine, but if it was just on the phone. So the so speaker itself just kind of crapped The speaker out. itself, yeah. And it was after the the uh, the warranty. So I went in <sighs> and it was past the warranty and it was like 300 bucks to fix. Oh. So I was like, I was like, okay. Uh, I'll just wait for the X to come out and this still works fine. I mean, every, every other feature works perfectly fine, but this was the first Apple product that I had that kind of, I had an issue with. So I decided to get the, the Apple care for the X, mm-hmm. um, and everything's a screen on this too. Like even the back is like glass, um, or like some kind of, yeah, well, it's uh, all glass. It's glass yeah. on glass on glass. It's great for reception. Terrible. If you're butterfingers. Yeah. Um, and it, it, the, the phone just runs so fast like i mean i've never seen it's so cool the face recognition thing like it's crazy how it works like right now the phone's locked Mm. if i just look at it it just opens up 
It just, you know, it just opens up immediately. And you don't even have to stare at it. It takes a, it takes a full facial scan. So even if you have it out and your face is turned, it'll still turn on on any angle of your face. Even if you do it up like this, it'll still turn on. You don't need to be like directly in it, like looking like you don't, a moron. You don't have to be staring it down for yeah. a while. <laughs> you just open it. You just open it up and, and just put it towards your head and it'll unlock itself, which is pretty dope. And then all the way that you move apps around and shit, it's completely different. There's no button at the bottom anymore. It's all through swiping. And I <clears> thought it was going to be difficult to maneuver. But once you get the hang of it, it's like, holy shit, why wasn't it like this before? Like, cause usually when you get something new, you hate the change it makes all the changes that they made on this, I'm like, wow, why, why didn't they not update the other iOS? Like, why didn't they put this on the 6S Plus? It just runs so much better uh, on the on the iPhone, you know, and have 4K on here. The videos look incredible, and the entire screen, like the entire face of it, is is a screen. There's no like border or anything like that. So, although it's a smaller, significantly smaller phone than my 6S Plus, the screen's actually bigger. So um, yeah, well, it's a screen. It's a, the screen real estate is just it takes up. Uh, what do they call it? There's, a, there's like the screen to body ratio or some weird. Like they have a they have a, a, a name for it. Uh, and then there's a percentage, so you can see because you can't just go by the phone's diagonal anymore because it, it's uh, uh, people are are squeezing more screen into the same kind of. Uh, yeah, Dell body. started doing that with their laptops. Like they have like it's a 13 inch class laptop display and an 11 inch laptop. So people are like, "How are you doing that?" <laughs> the math doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah, the one I have over it's the XPS 13. Like it's a, technically like an 11 inch laptop. But it's got a 13 inch screen. I'm like, yep. Yeah the uh, the selfies on this look insane. It's like it, it's almost like using my Canon T4i. Like the quality is just at the same level. And then you can like blur out the background around you and pop just you or you can uh, uh, take a picture of yourself and it will black out the entire back. So it's just like your face. There's so many different things you can do. Uh, and and the emoji thing is kind of cool to see, too, where it does face recognition. And then as you're talking, the the animal does the same movements at the same time is, you know, probably something I'll never use. But I think it'd be cool for, you know, back and forth with your friends. The only crappy part about it is, is the person you're sending it to has to also have an iPhone X in order to see the, yeah, the animation well, yeah, type yeah, thing. Of, of yeah. course. I think the thing that will be that that uh, that I'm most interested in is is how fast the phone is over time because uh, all smartphones, flagship or otherwise, it doesn't seem to much matter. They're all bloody fucking fast right off the rip. You open the phone up, you install your apps the first time, everything crisp, speedy. Unbelievable! All blows like your computer. mind. Yeah. Exactly, and then, uh, but the problem is with phones. Even when you factory reset them, they don't just magically go back to being the speedy Gonzales that they were before, just by nature of of, uh, of phone design. So, um, I think that will be fun to see how the iPhone X handle uh, handles that because they've got the new they've got new uh, <coughs> excuse me processor in that thing yeah they got the new chip in here and it's it's so dude it's so fast that it's like instant like when you turn the oh, phone yeah. on it's like almost instant when you click on an app the screen just flashes up there is when you're doing the face recognition it's instant it's nuts how fast this thing is so even if it slows down it's still like it's still gonna blow your mind oh, yeah. on how fast this thing that's is. that's one of the things i'll give apple props for again i don't really like apple phones and stuff but like whenever all the benchmarks and everything come out for apple and their new phones and their new chips they are bar none 
the fastest hardware that's available at any given time by like a stupid margin. It's like twenty to thirty percent faster than like even the Qualcomm chips that are out now. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'll give them, I'll give them props for the hardware design on that and, part. And uh, I'll leave it at this, but this is the first iPhone that I've had in about six years where I actually feel like I have a new phone. Where it's like mm. it's something special, where you, where you open it up and it's not just like even when I got this or even the the, the I think it was the 4s I had before this. It doesn't feel like a side um, grade. It doesn't feel yeah. It just feels like oh I got a bigger screen or or woo you know it's the same. This just feels like a whole new experience. It's the way it the way it runs, the way you use it, how fast it is, the look of it. It still feels like Apple. But it really feels like I didn't waste my money for once. Like, and I and I went in there preparing to waste my money. I mean, I blew <laughs> a lot of money on a phone that I didn't necessarily need. Mm-hmm. But I left going, okay, that was a solid purchase. That was like, I don't feel like the man stuck it to me, and I and I had fallen for the Apple trick. I feel like I've actually earned something. Now, if I had gotten the eight, I may not. I may not have felt that because the eight and the ten are significantly different. So the 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 ten really made me feel like I have something special. Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, panic. How are you doing? You also entered new phone territory, did you not? Uh, yeah. I'm getting rid of this one on um Tuesday. Uh, this is the LG V20. Um, I actually love this phone, and I don't want to get rid of it. But I have a really weird problem, which T-Mobile and LG just have not been able to fix. Mm. Um, neither of them have any clue. This is actually the third one I have of this. The other two phones are technically fine also. Um, just literally when I go to work in like a four building radius of like my office, the train station and the mall, which is pretty much where I spend about eight to 10 hours of my day every day, Mm. my phone will reboot every five minutes to two hours. What? Uh, yeah, just in that area. Like if I was in California for a week, <laughs> you got EMP'd. I, I was in California for a week or a couple of days for BlizzCon. Nothing happened. I'm in Westchester with my parents. Nothing. I'm sitting here. Nothing. Phone works perfectly, phenomenally. Everything's great. Walk into work, boom, phone just starts rebooting. The T-Mobile store has no idea. Like they they have no clue. I went to a different T-Mobile store. Like your phone's fine. I'm like, I know. So I mean, weird. yeah, I'm trying to think of the of what could I, possibly. I think it's like a combination of the hardware in the phone, the cell phone towers in that area, the repeaters that the buildings might be using, and whatever software I have on my phone. Because my coworker also has a V20, he doesn't have the problem. What the frick? So we have like I, I literally have no idea. So literally, what I'm doing is my dad is taking this phone off of me because his Note 5's battery is like crapping out. So he's just going to take this, and I got the OnePlus 5T coming in on Tuesday. That's um, so I was just random. like, I, I, the problem is I love this phone. <laughs> I'm like, shit. That is a, that, yeah, that is, that, that very might well be the most, the most random combination problem. of things I've ever heard for a cell phone. Yeah. So but that's I, it's like, impressive. it's unusable because it just reboots all the time. Like I could be talking on a phone or just like reading Twitter or whatever phone will just reboot. It's that's like, crazy. Well, shit. That's crazy. Well, I don't have a new phone. Mine's still yeah. perfectly fine. It's just sitting here, and uh, hopefully it stays that way because I don't really feel like spending hundreds of dollars on another fucking cell yeah. phone. The, yeah. the, the, the phones are way too expensive now. Am I like? Hundreds. Am I crazy? The I'm, in the thousand. The I'm in the thousands. I'm in the digits. Know, like flagships. <laughs> flagships are you know uh, hey excluding man, Apple. I mean, you're starting at seven ninety nine now in Canada anyway. Yeah. Like yeah, you're yeah. starting seven ninety nine for a flagship, and 
I, I've like maybe I'm crazy, but um, they're not worth that much money. <laughs> like I, I, I got the one plus the for like six hundred bucks, including an extra charger and case and everything. So I'm like, I was hesitant because I don't want I don't I'm, I was kind of like between Adam and Jeff. Like I'll drop money on a phone, but I was just really hesitant. I didn't really like the Samsungs this generation, like the S8 and the Note 8. Just I don't like them. Um, I was worried that if I got the V30 with my load of software, I might have the same problem. So LG was out for me. Mm. So I'm like sitting there and I'm like a razor phone or one plus five T. And I'm like, as much as the razor phone looks pretty cool, I don't want to buy like first generation of razors phone product. I'm like, I am not going to gamble that. I'm not going to gamble 800 bucks on that razor yeah. as in shitty product razor. Um, their so, phone, their phone yeah. that I handled, um, I actually use it. Um, it actually it's looks not really a bad good. Phone. Yeah, like it's solid. They did a lot of cool tech stuff with it. Under twenty hertz screen and battery. It, it, I, I handled battery it life I is apparently the it. best battery life on the market right now. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the phone, so I, I was just hesitant um, because usually they with slap a, their stupid green logo on the back of it. No. No, uh, they, ha- they have one you can get with it, but it's, they have just a classy like it's just laser one. etched. Yeah, okay. um, it, they they bought another company for it. So again, like the phone itself, I'm, I'm I feel like it'll be good in Razor if they do a second edition, it'll be fine. It's just with cell phone companies, especially like you don't want to necessarily buy like a first like a first time approach for because you want to see how they support the software, how they kind of do some stuff over time. So that's the only reason I ended up not picking up the Razor phone. Yeah, the I, I ended up watching some reviews for the Razer phone when Panic asked me like between this and the and the five T, yeah. and I and I kind of like I kind of anecdotally was like, does the Razer phone have a three and a half mil jack on it? And he said no, and I said get the five T, fuck it. <laughs> um, but you know, when I went to look at reviews and stuff, well, uh, MK MKBHD um, Marquez he did uh, a pretty in-depth review of it, as he does with everything, uh, with his $50 million fucking cameras and shit in the studio. And it um, it surprised me with what he had to say. I thought he was going to dumpster the phone. Like, because the guy, the guy would be the type that would totally go after it if it was truly terrible. But he said, um, I can't remember. Razor pays those fat checks. No, he makes so much money reviews. he doesn't actually have to have that. That's the, that yeah. he's at the fuck you money stage. Yes, that's the best. That's the best kind. It's the best that's stage. The best that's that's the oh fuck what you, you want me to give you a good review? Too bad your product sucks dick. I'm rich bitch. I'm rich your bitch. Sucks dick, dude. He uses, came at me five years ago when I was starving. Now I'm rich, dude. He straight uses like the red cameras, yeah. like to do his YouTube. <laughs> like it's he's in another fucking echelon. He's got a James Cameron IMAX yes. camera in his fucking room. <laughs> Yes. $3 million. His studio is like in a warehouse. It's fucking ridiculous. So anyway, he did this review for Razor Foam. Uh, and uh, yeah, he said it was great. The the speakers on it, uh, they really went for the gaming market. So course, the speakers on it are like mine where they're two front-facing, independently driven um, DAC amp speakers. Uh, I don't know if he's heard these. These are really, these are, until I guess the Razer phone, this was the best phone speakers I'd ever heard. I don't need to use an external speaker. I just turn these fucking things on if the whole room is music. Um, and that, that's what he said about the Razer phone. He said, I stopped using 
my um you know my the what's the Google fucking the speaker mini, called? The mini thing. Yeah. So he's like, I didn't even, I don't have to use that. I just he said I just tossed it when I was when I was reviewing it, I just tossed it on the table, boom, whole room was fucking just blaring. He compared it to the iPhone X, he held the two side by side. Uh, on speakers and said they ended up keeping and it was a ballsy design decision because everyone's going for like these like sleek curves with like rounded well they kept the old phone from the company that they bought up the next the, bit the, Robin the, yeah they just basically but, it's a square yeah but Razor went like brutalist this thing is like a square brick shit house phone like just yep. sharp edge I, th- I think it looks good but if but I'm gonna be said, honest but they said we were thinking about getting rid of the bezels because we could but then we realized. That y'all need to be able to hold the phone. So it's got the yeah. two big bezel on the side. And it's just like, yeah, you just hold the phone like this and your thumbs are on the bezel. So you're not covering any screen when you're ta- when you're using it. Yeah. And I mean, really that's, that's actually hold. that's actually a bit of my gripe with with new phones. But anyway, but yeah. I'll, I'll finish up with the Razer phone. So, yeah, he t- talked about that. The phone also uh, everything. He, everything was basically pretty much good for the phone, except for the fact that um, uh, there's so a couple of Razer. Well, there's a couple of nagging points. Their laptops are really good. They've actually the, uh, turned around. The the case, what he said I'm was was idiot. hit or miss. I do and too. And then the thing he had on, like the you know the vibration for if you choose to have it on vibrate, garbage, worst I've ever seen. He held it up to, to the speaker. It sounds like it was loose inside the case, like <laughs> rattling around. Awful, oh, absolutely yeah. awful. But the coolest thing I think about the phone was that it has um, it's a hundred and twenty hertz panel. So he said, he said, I actually stopped putting everything in folders because I didn't care about swiping through my phone because it was fucking awesome. So you because it looks so good. Apparently it was like surprisingly, it was like people were like, oh, 120 hertz is a gimmick. But then they were like actually scrolling through shit and like, like, oh, wow, this is actually really freaking smooth. That looks pretty dope. So, yeah, so that was that was whatever. But yeah, so all all in all, apparently the phone is is pretty good. Um, It's. Uh, it's not the be all end all, but for Razer's first attempt, and obviously with some help of the company that they bought out to even make the phone happen, um, you know, cool. Uh, I want to see more 120 hertz phone panels. Fuck OLED because it burns in. So get that shit out of there, and then well, give me- what the iPhone, what the iPhone does is it is it uh, all like. Probably twenty seconds, maybe thirty seconds. He's redrawing the screen. Yeah, so yeah, you, redraws you can, it. You, yeah, you can physically, you can actually see it do its thing. So it that does it, what there, plasma there was, TVs started doing back in the day to try and stop the burning from happening. Google started patching that in because um, the problem with uh, the Pixel Two and oh. the LG V30 um, is they're using LG OLED panels, and LG makes good displays. They just like Samsung's been doing OLED for so long that their panels are literally just a class or two higher. They're, like they're just like the best of the best. So LG's panels, like, they're a lot cheaper to make, and they are really good quality panels, but they have problems that Samsung has already solved, but LG hasn't yet. So they ghost in, they have some uniformity issues and stuff. So Google's now already having to be releasing patches and software patches to kind of alleviate the ghosting problem. Like, even even this phone, as much as I love the screen and I love the phone, it does have ghosting problems. Um, um and as you have the phone longer, it gets worse. Um, it doesn't impact the use of the phone, but it still kind of sucks that it's like no one noticed this while they were building the phone and said, hey, maybe we ought to look at that. And then the terrible blue shift on that phone, like the god-awful blue shift of the, uh, of the Pixel a... 2. Oh, it's oh, bad. Yeah. Jeff, have you seen this? So I don't look up phones. The so the OLED so the OLED panel. I I I haven't seen if anyone tested the the iPhone X. I'd be surprised if if Apple let it slide. 
Um, but the OLED panel in the in in the um, in the Pixel Two has, other than the burn-in issues, uh, has blue shift. So if you're not looking like even slightly off angle, like you know, if you're holding your phone below you, your phone's not always pointing yeah. directly at your eyeballs. The the whole panel just goes hugely shifted towards blue. So if you just like tilt your phone back and forth, you can just yeah. see it go from normal colors, and all of a sudden it's like blue. Blue. Yeah, I don't <laughs> Blue. see that here. Blue. There's no... Uh, so it had, yeah, it had some some pretty big gripes there, but uh, let us know next week what the battery life of the X has been like uh, for you after you get some yeah. some time with it, because I feel yeah. like we get lots of, of uh, great features Real in these new phones. The bezel stuff gets a little scary because there is really, not scary, but there's nowhere to hold the fucking phone anymore. You're basically just resting it in your hand and like using your thumb and then battery life, they refuse to make give bigger batteries into these things because they want the phone to be super thin, this tiny little paper thin thing. And then in reality, you're making it, you know, you're giving it more powerful processors, more powerful graphics, all this extra RAM and shit. And then you give it the same battery as the phone before it. And you're like, well, yeah, six hours of, of, of screen on time is pretty garbage for a $1,200 phone. <laughs> just, give me, just give me a bigger battery. It's okay if it's an extra millimeter and a half thick. I'm going to be okay with that. <laughs> I'll take the three ounces, okay? I can, I can, yeah, I'm not that weak. I'm not physically that weak. It's fine. Uh, outside of phones, we talk about video games here. Uh, it's a good thing that I actually chewed up some time because there's really nothing to talk about this week. Well, there's um, StarCraft. I mean, I, I've been playing, um, I've been playing quite a bit of StarCraft 2 mm, again. How's that been going? I have to say I'm hooked again. I'm probably going to be playing this a lot, um, all the way up until Hots's new patch. Mm-hmm. And, uh. Oh, you like the shield battery. I love the shield battery so much. It. You know, I miss the mothership core, and there's I'm definitely having issues with Zerg rushes, uh, just all inning me, and it's it, you know I just don't I, I'll be honest I just don't I'm not good enough yet with with how to properly place shield batteries in certain places and getting out an adequate amount of units and things like that. This is just something that's gonna have to I'm gonna have to grow into um, because when a new patch comes out, I don't look up builds, I just freestyle it, and I kind of I work my way through it. I find that fun. There's no point of just jumping right in and trying to mimic a pro, although it can definitely alleviate a lot of the stress and, and agony of it. And instead of crying, oh, this is broken, um, I know that um, I actually still feel like the shield battery is a little overpowered. I've been doing a lot of proxy batteries with Void Ray all ins against Terran, and it is stronger than Oracle all ins than be- before. Now, it can be stopped, definitely. And I'm starting to get more and more people that are stopping it, but I feel like when I get really good at doing it, like as in like Oracle good. This is gonna be a really small window to I'm, counter. I'm gonna fucking own Terrans like I did with when I did with Oracles. Oracles are just not as strong anymore, and apparently I think they just got a nerf, like another small nerf. Um, they're just not at, they're just not doing what they used to do. But uh, these shield batteries, some really unique plays. Instead of cannon rushes, people are doing shield battery rushes, and it's just it's working. Like you can keep one zealot alive for a long time. Like one zealot can take out like twelve links and just like bring it on, bitch. And then if you have like <laughs> two of them, you know you can be a god, right? So there really has to be a lot of DPS on one unit in order to kill it off quickly because the shield uh, regenerator regenerates shield so quickly. Um, and it's also nice too when you proxy it. I've been using a lot of 
uh, forward shield batteries. So when I'm getting ready to attack somebody, I'll put a proxy pylon out there and put like four or five shield batteries. I'll be able it's to go in. Big investment, isn't it? In it is. It's, a ve- it's an all in. It's it's all it's right. always very all inny. Um, but I go there, I do a push, and it, and then if it doesn't work, if I can do a significant amount of damage, I just need to back up and regenerate my shields and go right back in for round two instead of before where it's do or die. It's like go in there and get it done. It's still like that to a, to a degree. That goes pretty well with your Blink Micro style too, doesn't it? it this, this patch goes perfectly well with my style. I feel like I can hit Grandmasters with these changes because they even added more minerals to the mineral line so you don't have to expand as quickly. It really just caters to my all any aggressive micro-based play. And the new Stalker is is like a Dragoon, just not as dumb. It's more powerful um, against certain units. It's it's uh, It shoots slower, but man, it's beefier. They can stop mutas very quickly. Um, it's very, very different. I'm, I'm loving, for once, we got a Protoss patch. For once and forever, it feels like when we got a patch, we actually had some changes and something to look forward to. Usually it's Terran and Zerg that's getting all these changes and Protoss just gets nerfed. And now we finally got, we got some nerfs for sure. Like no Mothership Core completely changes. The PvP now is super exciting with with the, uh, with the, the uh, shield generator. It just makes for exciting games. And you can open up in multiple Colossus ways. Colossus are back too. Colossus are so back. Yeah, they're ripping Bio apart uh, and ripping up uh, Zergs and, and Hydras. Um, like uh, no, even in PvP, hydras. even in PvP, and I've been seeing PvP. Colossus back. They're not. It's not and like. Uh, it's not like. Was it Wings where it was like whoever had the most Colossus won or wings. no? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a little bit less like that. Like it's useful because it helps at least spread out the damage, so you can fight more effectively. But I've been seeing yeah, that a lot and the more. disruptors are very different too. Now the detonates the moment it gets into that radius, so there's no longer this. You're, you're timing it to explode at a certain time. It's as soon as it hits units. That is really great in PvP. Um, it can it can really change the, the the fight, but not really end it immediately. It's, is it it's more just, like a reaver explosion where like yes, once it hits yeah, a unit? Oh, okay. That's a good way to that's a good way to put it. It's it's basically a reaver explosion. It it has significantly more of a splash, but it's still the radius is much smaller. You just can't blow up you know twelve can't stalkers you. You at can't once. End the match you, know? immediately. you can't end it right away. And uh, they also recharge uh, more quickly as well, which is nice, too. So you're using them quite more frequently, which means you don't need as many disruptors to stay alive in a battle. You really only need two, and you can continue to kind of do some burst damage. So you won't have the, oh, my God, match over explosions, but you'll have a lot of, like, oh, oh. Yeah, oh. yeah, it's nice. It's like oh, you're, chunking, you're chunking your opponent down instead of just ending yeah. it, which is what I think it should have been in the first place. I kind of wish they brought back the Reaver then instead of just having the Disruptor. Like, it, the Reaver was that unit. Yeah, I mean disruptors. The disruptors fun. Um, there's some nerfs to it. The widow mine got changed, so that's amazing. Now when a widow mine pops like, off, hit oh, Terran got hard. nerfed. Terran got I, nerfed I know they're going to get. I know they're going to get buffed a little bit back because like they got hit a little bit too hard. Yep. But um, but, like but that's I, what I, happened the with Protoss. Vessel, the side vessel, or sorry, the Raven changes. I think mm. I mean we're really well received because mm-hmm. it makes it a lot more interesting to have in like the mech battles. Yeah. And then I think the ghost changes. I don't know if they're in the yet. The ghost change. Yeah, they're OP. But it looks fuck, really good. Dude. When they proxy ghost you and it automatically has cloak, you're fucked. Yeah. Uh, so you really have to scout like that. That their ghosts are the new oracle uh, for like Protoss. Like they, they can end games like that. If you do not, if you're not ready for for cloaked uh, ghosts, you're done. You're just, just game over. Um, Zergs using a lot more investors, investors again. They had to bring the investors back a little bit because they gave them way too much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The investor is is definitely in the game again. Uh, Swarm hosts are back. 
Uh, Hydras are are up front and center. Um, I think Zerg is very nicely balanced right now. It's a very, very strong early game. I find they tamper off a little bit mid-game, and then they're strong, very, very strong again late game. Um, the Immortal but I'm had much play? Uh, the Immortal just feels like the Immortal. I don't think there is... Like, like it's, it's been a unit that like I feel like should be more of like a core backbone unit, but it's way too situational now. Like I know it's mainly for like Roach Ravager counters, and then like you know in, in against mech you might have yeah. a couple. I mean, I, I still use Immortals like quite a bit. The PvP they're still great. Just PvP is so exciting because the mirror matchup now it isn't about build order losses. It's now about um, shield uh, shield uh, energy um, or the um, the batteries placed in certain in in good spots. And just microing your your life away, like that. And it's it's exciting because one person can go Stargate, another person can go Robo, another person like and and there can still be a winner on either side. Before it's not it was a locked build order counter exactly. Before it was like, hey, it's either you open up this way against this, or it's over. Now it's like they can clash. It's not as mirror matchy because it's it's all about how you you uh, construct your base and. And your uh, your placements of the new of the new building and and it's just really great. Even harassments with adepts, everything is so much different now that this shield battery is in play. And I, I really have to give it to Blizzard. I was pissed as fuck when I heard this. I'm like, how am I going to deal with muta harassment? Chrono, like, how am I going to do all this? Back to hots, right? Yeah, Chrono Boost is back, which is amazing. Um, it's just I love it. It feels like this feels like uh, the expansion we should have gotten. It just this feels like <laughs> Legacy of the Void. It's exciting. It's fresh. The game is free to play. Uh, this is like a really good time for StarCraft right now. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a real, and I want to hate on StarCraft as much as anybody else. I want to bitch, but I, I was wrong here. I'll admit it. I was wrong. They, 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 they did something real special with this patch. And I know I'm a little bit biased because I'm excited. Protoss is doing well, and it, it's fun to play. But you have to understand, I mean, Protoss has been thrown in the mud. I mean, we had Legacy of the Void, and we got nothing for Protoss. It was just, it was more, it was more Zerg and Terran. It was like, when are we going to get our expansion? When are we going to feel like we have a change? And now this is finally it. Obviously, Terran players are very salty right now, and I will admit the proxy, uh, the, the, you know, the proxy, uh, the whatever they're fucking called thing. I keep forgetting the name of this powered energy battery bullshit. Shield yeah, battery. that that's a uh, that's tough, man. They that that's that's a tough thing to stop. So they may they may tweak that a bit. Um, yeah, the or, shield battery plus the um not shield battery um the proxy the oracle changes that they had in there was like particularly like devastating to Terran. Like I know they're I don't know if that patch already they're getting nerfed. I know they're getting yeah nerfed, they, so, I know they yeah. talked about how they're going to do that. They're just like the timing push for oracle was too aggressive so we're like no just yeah but that's because of the chrono boost right yeah. the chrono boost got out the oracles too fast and i noticed that yeah. because before they could have like six marines and you could you could kill kill yeah. it now you, they just don't have enough so you ha- you basically if you're tearing you got to rush out your your engineering bay and get a turret up and then also before with widow mines their oracles were easy to stop because you yeah. what i would do is i'd bring out an oracle quick They'd have a widow mine. I'd do a whole. I'd kill as many SCVs as I could. Once I realized I was out of energy, or I was about to lose the oracle, or even if, sometimes I'd sack it. So the the widow mine, I would forcefully go over the mineral line. The widow mine would hit my oracle, but I would position it in a way that the splash damage would hit all the SCVs. By the time that happened, my second oracle was hitting their base, and it was just little tiny zaps to kill off yeah. every almost dead SCV, and it was GG. Pop, pop, pop. And but now with with the widow mines they don't stay there anymore. So when you get when you when you 
kill off your your oracle, it's even more worth because now when the second one comes in, it's no longer cloaked or no longer burrowed. So, so you can kill it. that widow mine. You can you can get rid of it and go after the SCVs. So they have to produce another widow mine. So yeah, it was tough. So I'm I'm I'll admit it. it, it you know, Taryn Taryn got shafted a little bit, but I'm not I'm not crying. I'm not shedding any tears for Taryn by any means because they were OP as fuck for the longest time and they had the audacity to sit there and complain like they were struggling. It was it's just ludicrous. I mean, uh, the, the units Taren that were struggling OP at finally. The, at the pro level, like on the ladder level, Taryn was doing pretty yeah, but well, but there, the, there was no pro players that here's, played Taryn. Yeah, here's the thing. The game, the game is balanced for five Koreans. The, the, <laughs> the issue is, is the vast majority of high-level players are top masters, grandmasters, and every single game, even now, every single game is a cheese or an all-in. Every single game. I'm not talking 9 out of 10. 10 out of 10, 100 out of 100, there is cheese or an all-in every single game. That's the, really? that's the problem. And, you know, it's I don't mind it because it's right up my alley. But it, it's that's the reason why a lot of people are getting are, are, are don't have the patience for it because they go into a game at last. I think probably if they did a pool, the average StarCraft game is probably eight minutes. I was gonna Maybe. ask. I was gonna ask his with all these pa- patch changes and stuff. How long has the average game become? Uh, no more than ten. It can't be. It, mm. There's no way. Ten to twelve there's, minutes. Tops. Yeah. There's just no way. Yeah. There's no way. There's no there's late game. If I play, I played an eighteen minute game uh, two days ago. And, and at the end of it, I felt like I just had sex for four hours. Like I was exhausted. I was like, what the fuck? I'm not used to this. I was like panting and shit. It was like, <laughs> it was like going to the gym for the first time in six months. And you're just like, everything hurts. That's what it was like to play an 18 minute game of Starcraft. I remember back in the day, I'd play 50 minute games of Starcraft. Like it was nothing. Like it was just like, yeah, the Swarm you know, Hulk, whatever. Broodlord, uh, like cancer games versus Terran mech. Mm. <laughs> So, so yeah. Anyway, so Starcraft's good. It sounds it sounds like it sounds like it's gonna, in a good place for you and anyone else who has that similar style of, of, of play. But I wonder what that ends up resulting uh, from a viewer perspective. Uh, at a the games at a are more exciting end. to watch. They're exciting. At least. They're it's it's very high micro. It's it's uh it is just it, it panic nailed it. It's exciting to watch. It's not boring. There, um, there's more freedom to be creative now. You can do a little uh, bit. You're a little bit more flexible on the builds. Like again, like it, what Jeff hit on in the mirror matchup thing actually applies to kind of all of the matchups. Like it's not necessary. You're not like kind of locked into the optimal counter strategy for whatever your opponent's doing. Um, there are still the optimal strategies, but even like some of the more creative strategies will work just fine now, mm. where you won't necessarily get punished because you know you don't have you know, some mineral count of units out. You can actually be creative and mess around with it. Your yeah. shield battery placement can keep you in against like a roach push a certain way, which then lets you counter with a different type of unit tech than you would have normally had to do. It's really great. And, and I think eventually, probably in two months, it the meta will shift and it, it we'll see the same builds and things. But as of right now, I mean, this is an exciting, if you're a StarCraft fan, oh my goodness, it Good is time. uh it's fun to watch. It's even it's even more fun to play, and uh, you know, kudos to Blizzard for for actually for, for this. I was so skeptical, man. I was like, "Fuck, this game is so dead." I was like, "They're just murdering this now. They don't even know what they want to do." And then I play this thing, and I'm like, "I'll give it an honest try." And now I just I feel like playing Starcraft. I feel like playing Starcraft right now. I'm talking about it, and that's to say a lot from a guy who's probably played twenty thousand hours of Starcraft to actually and a guy that has done it all. 
I've done it all in StarCraft. There's nothing else for me to do in StarCraft to accomplish. I've done everything that I that you know that I can do. I'll, I'll never win an MLG or a GSL or whatever. I've done it all. All right, and to 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 for me to actually feel like I want to play the game, that's an accomplishment. That says a lot for me to want to sit down and play it. And I sure as hell will do it tomorrow. Yeah, um, I think that's where I'm I'm looking for. Uh, I'm looking forward to is is two months from now, three months from now, after all of this is settled, and and um, and to see where it goes. Because my hope for StarCraft Two, because obviously StarCraft Three is when we're uh, having grandchildren, pretty much, uh, <laughs> yeah. is, is that there is that StarCraft Two gets some gets to a point where the creativity part and and being able to uh, be creative inside of a game and making you know one rock paper scissors decision wrong suddenly ends the whole thing and you don't have yeah. not even a huge amount of skill can bring you back out of it type scenario. I think ideally for me, I'd like to see it get to uh, a point where the creativity part ends up being able to to stay and not just because this massive change from all, on all three races happens at the same time. And so right now we're yeah. seeing all of that. And then, you know, do we get to a landlock scenario two months from now where everyone's doing the same builds and, and we're back to the, to the regular stuff. I would like to, to hope that at some point the, um, the blizzard gets it balanced to the point where that, that kind of creativity can be a consistent that's part the of the game because that's, that's kind of where brood war ended like when they yeah. when they stopped patching brood war that's kind of where brood war was and you know some of that is thanks to the mechanics being fucking wonky and weird that allowed that kind of stuff to to still be there i i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for blizzard to get starcraft 2 to a point though without the the wonkiness of, of brood war to, to keep that creativity, but that that's my hope for it because if that becomes a case, then StarCraft doesn't stagnate. Yeah, a year it's got and longevity, a half from now. You know, yeah, yeah, it's got longevity. I think I think StarCraft is at a point now where, um, and even before this patch, I don't think StarCraft was ever going to be hindered on um, its its ability to 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 captivate the viewer and stuff. I, I think they've always had that. Um, but I do agree. I think this may be an opportunity to keep, um, to keep the game f- feeling fresh over the next five years, you know, just keep, keep it f- fun. Um, instead of just so monotonous. monotonous. Yeah. yeah that, that's, yeah, that's it right there, but good patch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Well, I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear it. Uh, from a viewing standpoint, I look forward to it being completely uh, you know, let loose for for a while and and, and see some tournament play uh, mm-hmm. out of it, and uh, mm-hmm. definitely when it gets into the hands of of uh, you know the five Korean gods that they balance the entire game around, uh, yep. watch what they do with it. Uh, especially if you're telling me it's a micro intensive thing, that's it when is. I really want to see the Koreans take at it because nobody yeah. micros better than the Koreans. So uh, that will be that will be uh, uh, I think fun to watch as well. Um, just just we don't have to talk about this for a long time, but I just want to, for the sake of continuity, uh, just uh, for those who may not be constantly ear to the ground, uh, but they they get it here on the podcast. The loot box thing 
So we all know EA and and the Battlefront 2 and and that kind of spilled sort of into their need for speed as well and now it's kind of also spilling into FIFA like EA's got a domino effect in three quarters going on over there with this whole thing thanks to worldwide yeah worldwide so um was it Belgium yeah so Belgium uh, did came their out. thing yeah Belgium pretty much came out and said hey um we consider the loot boxes and stuff that EA has done here to be gambling. Um, they also came out and said, our laws are not equipped to handle that, but we're looking into adjusting that. But moreover, we are going to go to Europe, the like Europe as a whole. And we want like to address union. this. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh that's a non trivial statement um, because effectively now Belgium's like, yeah, we're going to, we're coming after you. <laughs> Pretty much what they said. Yeah. And then Hawaii, out of fucking nowhere, says the same thing a couple days later or like 24 hours later. It even was, it said was, it's a trap in yeah. his statement, which was glorious. Yeah. Like they, they said this is literally a trap for kids. I think they singled out the kids specifically for the yeah. kids. Um, well, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. Exactly I mean, what it what let's, be, let's just be real about it. Yeah. It, it absolutely is gambling. It's ap- absolutely... And it's it's the scariest form of gambling because you you don't know you, you don't even know that you're gambling like yeah. you, you you can't even process that it's and woven into, into the game you're playing exactly. so you don't even register it you're not you don't see yourself in a casino at a one arm bandit fucking exactly over but that's what you're over. doing but that's, that's what, you're, what doing. you're doing yeah if they turned it into a slot machine it would do it would do the exact same yes. thing it is a slot and then, machine and it <laughs> is and then subconsciously as you get older. And, um, you know, whether it's lottery tickets or um, whatever, you're going to it's going to be ingrained in you that you can potentially win something by luck of the draw or by buying enough tickets or by whatever, because it worked for you in the past. And I know that's a really uh, negative way of looking at things. And I I know people aren't like, well, it worked for me in CSGO or it worked for me in you know, Call of Duty or whatever, whatever thing it is, and it's got to work here for the lottery. But I think it's just subconsciously, it, it 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 becomes a habit. It becomes a you don't even know you're making the decision. It's already made for you because it's it's ingrained in you. It's it's like being brought up a certain way. You don't know how you're acting because it's just you. It's just you you don't. It's just who you are as a person. Everybody is brought up in 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 different households and so everybody has their own quirks or they they believe in certain things and whether they think it's at it's their own decision that they believe in say a religion or they believe in the way they should uh, brush their hair or shave or or what they think about certain groups of people they a lot of the times they actually don't they they, they until they're sub until they subconsciously um, realize that they're judging or that they're um they're actively I guess judging and and but you don't know it because it's what you're brought up in. So there is no other way, right? It's it's almost like a person that's racist. They don't even realize that that they're hateful. It's just how they're brought up. And so it's the same thing when it comes to these gambling thing. I know it's a very extreme way of things. I'm trying to make an analogy that people can uh, understand here, but. Yeah. It's you know what I'm saying. It, you I don't, just don't even think, realize that you're that what no. you're doing is dangerous. But here's the uh, well, I think that I think that exists to, to a to a point. I think that probably exists. Um, 
you know, I, I, I want to believe that there's a point in which people, like you said, make the realization, right? Yeah, but then I think the problem becomes, it's like you're going through the seven stages or whatever. Then it's like acceptance and all this bullshit. But, it, but I think the problem is that, um, is that some people probably don't even want to, or a lot of people probably don't want to recognize it as gambling because they're actively doing it themselves. And they're mm -hmm. probably people that wouldn't, that wouldn't go to a casino mm -hmm. and sit at a slot machine mm -hmm. and go for it like that. So for them to recon reconcile in their mind that what they're doing is essentially the same thing that they've already decided in another area of their life that they wouldn't, <laughs> uh, you know, be mm -hmm. a part of. All of a sudden, you get this massive cognitive dissonance, and now you have to now you have to come to to terms with that, and you either have to accept the fact that it is, and then if you do have a problem with it, because let's be real here, especially in the mobile market, the there are there is a good chunk of of the people that spend money in the mobile market, which is between two and five percent, depending on the on the title uh, or just in games in general. There are a substantial number of people that, regardless of the fact that they're only making like $45,000 a year, they're mm. spending like $300 per game yeah, yeah, in dude. microtransactions. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, so, like, and a lot of it is because, one, the, I, it's done at such a small tick. It's a death by a thousand's cuts. We've talked about it before. But some people will also just outright just bam $100 on like this one thing. And just go for it, but they don't recognize it, or they don't want to recognize it. And I think that's. I think part it's of more the of they don't want to recognize yeah. it. That I think a lot when when everybody does something wrong, and they know, like not everybody does, because there are some young young guys and gals out there that really don't understand that they're gambling. Um, and I think eventually, when when they when they keep losing money and they keep not getting what they want. I think eventually the gears will start to go. What the fuck, you know? I yeah. why did I just spend? Fifty dollars, or to if get they this knew the drop rate was going to be like point oh eight percent, then they realize that it's a slot machine. <laughs> yes, but um, uh, fuck, now I forget what I was going to say. Um, uh, where, where was I going with that? Uh, great what was the question. Point, what, what? No, what was the point that you were making there towards the end? Oh, that people don't want to admit it. Yeah, people people don't want to admit the to fact themselves. that yeah. uh th that that they're doing wrong. It's it's almost like the people that you know indulge in junk food. They they don't they don't want they subconsciously they know. Uh, I probably shouldn't be eating this right now because I haven't had a decent meal in forever and, you know, whatever. But eventually they'll just hide that feeling away and they'll just they'll just indulge. It's the same thing with with this sort of thing. And I found myself doing that shit, too, especially with Hearthstone. When Hearthstone first came out, I was buying packs like a motherfucker. And I was like, I was like, oh, I want to get the legendary. I want to get the legendaries. And then eventually I was like, and then eventually I was like, oh, what's another 50 bucks? So you know, as you say that before Stone? panic and before okay. panic jumps in here, because I know what you're I, I, you're going to be in the same wheelhouse anyway. Um, saying that where I wanted to take this conversation next is trading card games, because these things have been around for a fucking long time. And it's a bit different if they're physical for reasons, but I, I won't I won't go on a big spiel about it. But that's where I want to steer this conversation, which is probably where Panic was going anyway. But into the with Hearthstone and Magic and Elder Scrolls and all these card games that exist now, how this fits in with the loot box scenario. Uh, but go ahead, Panic. Um. So this gets kind of weird for me. Also, just it, it's hard. I like. It varies, my opinion on it varies based on the time of day and the time of week or whatever my mood is at the time. 
But the way I feel and why I feel loot boxes and everything in general are gambling and why it shouldn't necessarily apply to card games like Hearthstone. Um, in loot boxes, it's mostly just random cosmetic stuff depending on the game. Even if it's progression-based stuff, it, you have chances to pick up things. Um, and you always get a fixed number of things. Now, in a card game, it's functionally the same thing. You buy a pack, you get X number of cards. Yeah. And it's a, it, But... Um, I feel like it's a fundamentally different thing, especially for card games. Um, older style card games before Hearthstone, regardless of you buy a booster pack, you get 10 cards, you look through them. Those cards have varying values, but all those cards are usable in the game in some way, shape, or form, and they have value within the game. But more importantly, um, there's a singles market for it. Um, if you need to buy a single card, you can go out and get it. There's a value to it. You, there's yeah. a attributable value. It's fine. Um and to me, that isn't necessarily gambling, even though you might pay $15 for it and you might only get like $3 worth of value in the cards or whatever, mm. um, and the variable value of the cards. I don't think that's necessarily gambling because, again, you can you can trade those cards, you can sell those cards, you can do that. Um, Hearthstone kind of changed that, and some of the more online ones kind of changed that because there isn't necessarily that singles market. But I feel like there's still those cards are still usable, you can do things with them in the game. I, I don't feel like that's necessarily like gambling per se, because that's kind of the whole point of it. Like you build yeah. up decks and stuff. I, 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 I semi agree. I still think even buying card packs is still a form of gambling. I think whenever it's on chance um, and you don't in, in, in you don't know the outcome. And I, I just really feel like that is gambling, but it isn't. It's, it's one where it, it, it's, it's, accepted and you still get a physical product for you get value what out of it yeah you're still buying it and you have it um but there's no doubt in my mind that it isn't a form of gambling because even as kids we've all been to the, been to the the arcade store or eb games or wherever and we bought seven or eight packs of pokemon cards and we open it and we're scrolling immediately to the holographic to see what we got we give zero fucks about anything else <laughs> it is quite literally like searching for a legendary now the problem is with the legendary there is no marketplace that you can just go and buy that card and in pokemon cards there is always a place that you could just go and buy that physical card so that mm-hmm. you didn't have to gamble hundreds of dollars per se um yeah. to get a charizard right you can go you and could, be you like i go, wanted this you could go buy it for 34 dollars. it was a 34 dollar card when i was 12 years old and you could get it anywhere i mean you could get it at any card st- shop you can get it at any flea market online i mean you didn't have to look far to get a charizard and that was the that was the card to get um in in pokemon if you want to get a certain card in hearthstone you're opening packs Oh, yeah. And you're disenchanting, and you're opening up more packs, that's and you're disenchanting kind of, more, and that's that's kind of where my issue with it show. comes with. Yeah. Um, Adam and I were actually going back and forth on Twitter about this um, earlier this week, but yeah. one of our one of the things is like, if not loot boxes, one of the ways to fix the problem is to yeah, you can have loot boxes, totally fine, but you have to have everything available on a singles market, like. If I want to go and buy that particular thing in the game using either in-game currency or real money, I should be able to do that. You know why that. they don't do it? Because they wouldn't they make as much they, money. Yeah, exactly. But they like, I feel everybody like that's would just good, buy two cards, a, and that would be the show. Yeah. You know, everybody, all the other cards would be dead, and they would buy the, the, the main cards for 5 bucks, 10 bucks. Yeah, yeah but you know, that's, and, a them, that's a them problem. That's a them and, problem, and they're not gonna, a gambling and problem. EA has, I, I'm, going, I'm going to 
assume that regardless of the speed in which this happens, this Battlefront fiasco, because it had the Star Wars name tied to it and oh, got Disney's so high profile, has, has like, the first, the first domino has now been hit and knocked over. And now it's just a matter of time before we reach the end of the line and uh, standards, probably varying by country or region or whatever, are going to be put in place for games uh, in regards to uh, loot boxes and card packs or whatever. There's going to have to be a certain level of transparency. There's probably going to have to be a certain... Um, uh, if not definitive singles market or whatever we want to call it, a place to buy them one off without having to gamble to get it randomly if you don't want to. Um, you know, all these things are going to have to be put in place so that it is uh, both more fair to the consumer level, but also for those people who are caught up in it, who are often at this level because... You know, you have to be a certain age to go to the casino. Yeah. Right? You could be fucking eight years old playing these games. <laughs> right? Like, there's no... There, and so, yeah. basically, as it stands right now, EA, with the FIFA games, and with Need for Speed, and with Battlefront, and, and other publishers, Hearthstone with Blizzard, any any one of them, they're basically skirting around the fact that you don't have to be of a certain age to play yep. most of these games. Yep. And so they're basically just ripping out the concept of of um, of the one-armed bandit casino moneymaker, which yep. I, I think is the highest I, which I think is the highest earner for a lot of casinos is the is the fucking uh, slot machines. Of course. Uh, so they've just, there's a certain payout. It's the same thing with cards, right? They have an algorithm. There is so many cards need to be bought before they give out a certain, a certain card. Yeah. Um, it has nothing, Mm -hmm. I guarantee it has nothing to do with chance in in terms of like, Oh, um, it's, they all have the same level, uh, you know, level of, of pulling it. There's an algorithm in place that after so many packs or whatever, the certain holographic will be pulled so that they make a certain amount of money uh, before, you know, it's all it's all figured out, right? They're not stupid, but I think they, you nailed it, Adam. One sec. I think you nailed it where I think they could just get rid of all of this if they just made it. Uh, a screen popped up where you confirm that you're 18 years of age or higher, and within that, or whatever it is for the legal gambling age in in your country mm. um or state or province or whatever it probably be by country then um then i think then they have their all their ducks in a row and of course then people could still go oh yeah well you know i'm 17 years old but i'm still checking the thing then they, then they're covered because it can't, they can't say they didn't warn you um and you could say the same thing about online poker or anything i mean anybody with a credit card you could be 15 years old and go on and, and gamble right that nobody's there to you know check your id and things it would be ludicrous to for them to do that and listen there's nothing wrong with opening up a bajillion packs for a chance hey there is that value of of the high of opening it right where you feel great you know um it is a high right it's a drug it, and, and it, it, it chemicals go off and and it feels great the chance to pull something you see the orange color and you get excited your voice raises you start to sit up in your chair you're ready to go and there is value in that there really is um th- th- that's just that's just it i mean you can't only the one person can 
an individual person can put actually put a dollar value on how that makes them feel. Some people don't care. They just spam through. But some people like take their time and hover over. And it's, you know, it's a it's a process. Everybody opens up card packs differently physically. Some will just go right to the back. Some will slowly go through them. They just they, they're their own process. So I think if they just came out and, and put up a screen, says 18 years of age or older. Bob's your uncle. I think it's done. I think it's a done deal because at the end of the day, not everybody cares. Like guys like me, I don't care. I I, I don't have a problem with opening up packs or or uh, looking for a skin. This isn't a, a bashing hour on is this wrong or right. Who cares? Let the individual decide if they want to do it. I'm not here to play dad, and I don't think Blizzard or any of these companies need to play the father figure and say, this is what you should do. I mean, obviously, there's there's some sort of ethics involved when they know that there's young people that aren't, aren't fully developed in terms of maturity or understand what they're getting themselves into. And I think putting out a, a disclaimer and have them click accept is the very bare minimum they could do, and it would solve essentially everything, I think. Yeah, I'd like to see it taken uh, uh, further than that. I would. Would I? Would I like to see a disclaimer? Yeah. Yeah. Because because the the core of it for me is that you know there's a reason why we've gated gambling at a casino for age. Like there's a reason that fucking exists. Yeah. Um. You know, uh, people destroy their lives with gambling of any kind. People destroy yeah. their lives buying shit on mobile games for fuck's sake. This is like it's and they is destroy that their lives from shopping online. Is, yes, and is <laughs> that know? and is that their you know, is is that their own thing to 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 tackle? Yes, but if we can at least make efforts to stall how long somebody or or to to keep them away from it until they're older and on the off chance, more mature about how to understand and assess what they're actually doing, uh, I think is is better. Because, yeah, not everyone should be playing mom and dad uh, at a company level for what they're doing. And yeah, like you said, yes, ethics come into play, but com- com- most yeah, corporations don't have any fucking <laughs> ethics. Let's be yeah, fucking seriously. honest. Uh, they're all fucking diddling little boys and freaking like sexually harassing <laughs> the female employees. They ain't going to give terrible. a fuck yeah. about kids gambling. Let's be honest. Ain't that the, ch- ain't that the truth. <laughs> but, but, um, you know, from a, from a, uh, perhaps a, a, a political government governing, uh, governing level. I think that, um, there's, probably an okay argument to be made about games that include these mechanics to be included under the same umbrella as a casino would be uh, placed under because they essentially operate under the same mechanics and under the same high that Jeff just described. It's all for the same points. It's all for the same reasons. It's just one takes place in a building with a lot of lights that wants to keep your ass awake and drunk for as long as humanly fucking possible and keep you on tables and keep you in there, pump that raw oxygen into that building until you literally can't yeah. sleep, and yep. then that's just keep that train going. Oh, so, that's my Vegas life. That's the same right thing. <laughs> it's the same thing, except it's just in a game, and I think it's actually a bit scarier because it doesn't, you know, when you look at a game like Star Wars Battlefront or Hearthstone, you don't see a casino. Right, you don't look at it like not. a casino. You look at it like a fucking video game. So it, it's a little bit more sinister to me because they're and getting around crazy, it Adam, so so is easily. The casinos, the slot machines, are now video games. Right? There's bonuses and there's games you play. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Right? Oh yeah, they know what they're doing. Oh, they're on it. 
Oh, they've been on it. They've yeah. been on it, dude. If you go to a casino, they it is an arcade for yes. for adults. That's what it is. It's an arcade for but, adults. Uh, but so for me, I want I I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing it fall under some more uh, you know government body type deal because yeah, I like think missions or yeah, not, not too far. Exactly. Well, somewhere at some point, just to try and gate it so that at least the 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 kid knows you know, how to tie their own fucking shoes before they start making these purchasing decisions. Because if they're doing this stuff when they're younger, they're going to apply the same shit to a casino or to other... Yeah, Yeah. so if we can delay that, I think that's probably the best. And however that happens, I don't really fucking care. Whether it's at the company level because somebody grows a conscience conscience or or whether it's at a government level uh, and, and all the fucking... Uh, you know, whiners complain about more government control over more shit that should just be free market, whatever. Uh, fuck you. Just just get it to the point where people can actually think for themselves and then let them go nuts and spend $400 on Fire Emblem on their phone or whatever the fuck else they want to do. Give her the give her the business. Um, But uh, again, with the, the playing cards thing, I think that's the trickiest part of this whole scenario because they've basically been grandfathered in. Like that system for physical cards has been basically kind of grandfathered in. But I think the saving grace definitely is the fact that you can at any point in time just go out and buy a single card. But Hearthstone does not get to have that same luxury because they've they've avoided that entirely. And so unless you're crafting it with dust which would be the weakest argument. If they went to Blizzard and said, open a singles market, and they said, nah, you know, you can craft any card, single card that you want with dust, that would be the saddest fucking rebuttal for, for, this, uh, for this whole argument. Because really, what do you do to get dust? You fucking disenchant your doubles and shit that you've got from opening other packs. So that would just yep. be so... Yep. It, it would be dumb. I think people would laugh at them if they ever came up with that. So I, I think, to wrap this whole thing up personally, I think that, that this is, like I said, first domino has been pushed, and now it's just how long does it take before we see changes of some kind? I don't know what kind of changes we'll inevitably see or to what degree that the, the changes will, will happen, but I think, I think uh, we can all... Uh, thanks, EA. Good job. Uh, I'm sure everyone's real happy with you in the corporate world for fucking everyone else over, including yourself, because uh, inevitably a lot of companies are going to be affected by this, and bottom lines everywhere are yep. going to be affected by it. So, uh, yep, it's going to be bad. Uh, someone lost their their future jobs. They somebody yes. just lost everything. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you ruined monetization for everyone. <laughs> I'm surprised. I wouldn't be shocked if there's like a hit out on that person somewhere. Like, so oh, just he's f- definitely blacklisted for sure. <laughs> bye bye. Um, we had a good thing going, boys, and you guys got greedy. You guys had to go ahead and get too greedy. Hey guys, VR gaming is a thing. I know everyone forgets about it because nobody's making fucking VR games at any kind of appreciable pace. But you know who is making VR games? Bethesda brought out Skyrim VR, baby. Because it's, it's going to be at every single platform. I'm so tired of talking. Known to man. Skyrim, just, just die. Just die. Like, I, I know it's kind of funny to to joke about the fact that Skyrim is literally just getting ported to, uh, to absolutely everything. 
But Skyrim's uh, the new Final Fantasy 15. But can I just say, oh no, Final Fantasy 15 doesn't even hold a candle to fucking Skyrim's legendary status of of, of porting and rebranding and fucking remastering and everything else. Um, I know this is a first world problem in three quarters. But I'm actually starting to get, to, get, to get angry every time I hear the word Skyrim associated with a new fucking release. It's starting to annoy me. Like, it comes out on the Switch. Every publication blows Bethesda's dick. Friggin', friggin like, six years after the games come out, still getting 9.5 out of 10 when it runs at, like, four frames a second on the Switch and looks like a fucking potato. Get the shit... Get the fuck out of here. Give it to... Give it to a reviewer... Who's only st- who hasn't played Skyrim before? Doesn't have rose tinted glasses? Doesn't want to blow friggin' Bethesda's, uh, you know, uh, blow Dumb. smoke up their ass? Dude, like nothing like that. Just give it to somebody who's never touched it before and watch as the score fucking plummets. Like you wouldn't believe. Like four out of ten. Game was good six years ago. This is bad. Like this is just full stop. VR comes around, and have you guys seen what this game looks like? You should definitely look it up. If you thought if you thought Skyrim looked like a potato before, look up Skyrim VR on the PS4. Potato is I don't even think I think it's a, it's a, it's it would be a a, a crime uh, against potatoes everywhere to call it a potato. It's 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 worse than a potato. Uh, not only are the draw distances worse than yeah, moral gas. Yeah, it looks it's like worse. Ass. It's worse than Morrowind's draw distance. The textures are so low to get it to 90 frames a second that some of the characters, honest to God, are starting to look like fucking Nintendo 64 Goldeneye 007 type shit where their face... It's weird, too. Everything, everything almost vibrates. looks like it has Parkinson's. Yeah. Like, it's just... Everything is just like, it doesn't know what it wants to do. It's No! no. Like, uh, the hands, the sword, the... Everything is just... Everything <laughs> And now let's remember how bad Skyrim's combat was, okay? Because it was fucking bad. Now imagine doing Skyrim combat in VR with remotes, and how shit that is. Uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty bad. I mean, uh, not to mention not to mention that. Listen, I I I've played a lot of PlayStation VR, and I have to say it's pretty friggin' awesome. Okay, it's worth the money if you're into that sort of gimmicky gameplay. You want a different experience. It's not something you're gonna want to put on your head and play all the time. No, there's special games for special occasions. It's almost like going to the theater and watching something Porn. in IMAX, paying that extra that extra bit of money to see a specific thing in a certain light. Other thing, other than that, just go watch it on a regular screen. You don't need to do anything special. That's how I feel about PlayStation VR. I think it's well done. I think it's well built. It's optimized well. It looks great. There's some really awesome games. There's some bad ones. But the thing is, you're playing a game like Skyrim, which is an RPG, and it is a open world where you spend hours and hours and hours. And I played Resident Evil 7 from start to finish in one sitting. Took me almost 10 hours. And I'm telling you, my neck, after seven hours of sitting and having a VR on there, dude, I my neck Brock was sore Lesner. for four days. It was sore for four days. It was it got to the point where I had to like uh, I had to go like this with, uh, with my chair over there. Oh, no, and then lean, you can, yeah, you can change the dit. You can change. Basically, when you're looking up, you can hold a button on the controller and change the position of that you're looking up on the screen. So I went into the 
into this laydown position and changed it so that no, now that when I'm kicked back like that, now I'm actually center on the screen instead of <laughs> being center like that because my neck was so sore and I wanted to keep playing it that I was like, you know, if I don't do this, I might die. <laughs> like, I, I, I might you, actually die. Have you and thought about wearing, uh, like, a neck collar when you play for long periods of time in VR I, just I to have the neck support? <laughs> I probably should have. And the thing is, is the last two hours of the game, it sucked. Because my neck was so sore that it took away from the actual game. And it was like, the game was great. I was having fun, but I couldn't get over how sore my neck was. So who in the right mind is going to sit down? And, and, and most of the Skyrim players out there, the ones that are buying this are hardcore Skyrim players. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, the, there's going to be very few new people. There might be some VR enthusiasts that'll pick this up for the lulls. They'll realize the game is shit and they won't play it anymore. But for the vast majority of these guys that are going to buy this shit... Those are the type of guys that will go out, buy Skyrim, and buy a VR for the Skyrim and sit there and play that thing for hours upon hours. Now, when you got that headset on there, GG no re. You're not even, even going to be able to, to marathon grind the, this game because after three or four hours, if you don't get motion sickness, which most people do, and trust me, depending on the game, it's not even, it's not even like, oh, I go, to, I go to Six Flags all the time, man. I'm a fucking legend. I'm telling you. You have this on, and there are certain games that will make you want to throw up. And it is all dependent on how well the game is built and the movement of the character and stuff and the surroundings. Because if it's not optimized correctly, you're, it'll, it'll make you feel so weird because legit, when you're in there, it feels like you're in the game. Like, it, you're... I mean, how cool is it to be in Skyrim and stand there and see a dragon fly over I mean, overhead? I mean, you? that's the dream, right? It's pretty amazing. If there right? was a game that was going to sell a lot of people on VR, it would be Skyrim. The problem is we just don't have the horsepower to actually fucking do that. That's yeah, yeah, not full, yet. full stop. I think, and that's part of the, so VR as it is, like Jeff said, there are cool experiences to be had. I think Resident Evil is probably, in all oh, honesty, the, the only one. In my opinion, like you can, you can go and you can say, yeah, I had fun driving around mm. in this racing game or I had Star a neato Trek, time sh- do dual stick shooting and oh, it was kind of neato. All that shit is just fluff that you'll play that once in escape or twice. Rooms. Escape rooms are really cool. too. Yeah. And uh, like, but, but and, beyond and that's that, basically I love the Star Trek game, though, like those bridge type of games. Are pretty freaking awesome, too. Yeah. But you're talking about now you're going to PC VR, which is like a whole no, different the, the, the Star Trek game came out on all platforms. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah, it's so, on everything. But I agree with Adam. Resident yeah. Evil, I mean, that's you guys the, hear me talk about it all that's the time. The that's the one that, that listen, that's if I'm one. thinking VR, it's Resident Evil. Yeah. Period. And and uh, I think the, the, the struggle still exists right now is that, here's the thing, on the consoles... What do you need? Like, if you st- if you put a PSVR into a regular PlayStation for, can you even do that? Is that a thing? Like, can you actually hook it directly to? Because like the processing power of the regular PS4 versus the the Pro is substantial, and yeah, I you can't. Can, you can use the PS4 uh, VR on on the regular PS4. Okay. They give you they give you a um. It's a, it hooks up onto another box, so it comes. Oh, to with, give it more power. That, yeah, then that box connects to your PS4. Okay. Um, but it the the original PS4 can uh, overheat and shut down essentially. Right. So it's the the pros, it. it just you you there is no like so game time. Your, your market is now the pro, and actually they just came out or are coming out with an updated PSVR. 
uh, headset. It's either out now or it's on its way um, with a bunch of different, you know, improvements to it or whatever. But uh, you, so your market is really PS4 Pro owners. Like, I don't think very many people are going to go out and buy the VR if they just have a regular PS4. I think that's probably a silly buy and a very small pe- amount of people will do it. Uh, on the PC side with the Vive, uh, which is really the only one you want to fucking talk about on the PC side. Uh, that is expensive. It's a bitch to set up. You're looking like you're in the fucking matrix with a thousand things coming out the back of your head. You can see, yeah, if you're watching this video, uh, Panic's got uh, the sensor, one of the sensors up back there. You've got to have a room super specific to it to get the most out of it. So there's, it's, it's Uh, a super. Not that, not that specific. Like if you have the lighthouses set up a certain way, it actually, like all the calibration stuff is pretty sick for the Vive. Um, I live in a small studio apartment, and this setup is actually works perfectly fine. So, um, the market for it, you have to look at it from a game developer's perspective, ultimately. What I'm trying to fucking get at here, without without the, yes, it totally works if you have a three and a half inch space, because you just fucking put it just, just right, and you can play golf, but you're going to put holes in your fucking jip rock. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, that's that's fine. But ultimately, the market is is small because of the number of people that own it. And so the the money earning potential VR games only really work well as we've seen if they are specifically designed for VR. They are not hybrids. They're not games that are oh here's the game you can play with just a controller on the TV and then oh yeah by the way over here you can totally plug in and do your VR. Those games normally end up weird and fucked up and like Jeff said um, they tend to be or uh, from what I've read uh, and, and heard people talk about those games tend to be the ones that cause the most motion sickness because they're not specifically designed with VR in mind as, as the whole hog. So a game developer has to say, well, how, how many people are realistically going to buy this game? You put out Resident Evil VR, you know that the attach rate for a VR PSVR plus Resident Evil is probably going to be pretty high because plus there's people not... will buy Resident Evil without the VR. Exactly, right? they'll play it without the VR. Exactly, but yeah. um, but the attach rate's going to be good. They know they can get away with it, and by the nature of that genre, it's genre, they yeah. can they can get away with with having a controller only experience. So they can they can do that. But there's a reason why you don't see this proliferation of of games pop up on on VR, and it's because the game developer has like four people to sell their fucking game to and not all of those four people are even going to buy the game. So, uh, and eventually what that ends up doing is unless a company keeps getting more and more investment to go and, and, and expand VR technology at, uh, at, you know, at a decent pace, if there's no uh, revenue going to be coming in from people wanting to actually make use of the fucking product, then I'm not saying VR is going to die, but the growth of VR rate I've, this is me making my prediction, is not going to be very steep. You're not looking at a, a very steep graph. You're looking to, at uh, a pretty fucking gradual, and this is what I said a year and a half, two years ago now, uh, augmented reality is going to flat out overtake VR, and then there will be a hybrid AR-VR that comes out of augmented reality before VR ever fucking gets to a point by the itself. Only way, the, only way it's, VR it's is really, the only way VR is going to really take off is um, three things need to happen. One, graphics processors on PCs and consoles need to get high enough that they can put 90 FPS on each eye at a high resolution. Two, 
the headsets need to physically be able to have high resolution displays in front of your eyes that don't have the screen door effect. That's a huge takeaway for a lot of people. And actually it's four things. Three, the <laughs> headsets need to get a lot lighter. Oh, yeah, Google's yeah. kind of on that track where they've been using like fabric and other pieces to put the headsets together. Yeah. That needs to happen. Like the Vive is heavy. The Rift is still heavy, not as heavy as the Vive. PSVR is also heavy. Like those, the weight needs to come down. And ideally, if they can do wireless, that'll be huge because the wire yeah. putting the tug on your neck, yeah, it, it wears on you after a while. That's my yeah. biggest problem with it because I'm like I have to actually hang the cable off the ceiling to reduce the pull from the wire, and that actually helps a lot. The fourth and most important thing, the price of the hardware needs to come down. Um, Oculus is down to three forty nine for the set, which is, I think, like a good spot. But if they can get the headset plus all additional hardware down to about three hundred. Um, with all those technical advancements, I think they have a really good shot. Yeah, that's like a long that's ways like, away from all of those yeah. things happening. That's yeah. like that's an eclipse. That's like another but, uh, two years. I think I'm kind of with Adam. I, I think uh, I think VR is just sort of a stepping stone to something bigger, uh, proof of concept, so to speak. And then uh, it'll 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 almost go from. I think we've got one more generation of VR that's going to really change the VR game, and then after that, it'll be augmented. It'll just be... I think if they were just too early again. It's like yeah. Jeff has behind him early, early, early days of trying to pull off VR back there, and boy, let me tell you how fucking bad that was, and now here we are again all these years later, and yeah, technology is a damn slight, you know, better, but it still doesn't change the fact that, you know, from a user experience level, we're still not at the point of which we can we can pull that off, and a lot of it has to do with just flat-out powering these units uh, yeah. batteries and and uh and everything else is just all part at of least the at problem. a consumer price right it can i'm yeah. sure it can happen but you know we're talking like you know nasa dollars so you want to you want to sp- spend 20 grand on on something that's gonna fucking blow your mind sure yeah. i am 100 percent sure we've got the technology to make oh, like you in front of me right now but at a consumer level that you can go into best buy and buy there is just we're not even we're just not there yet with the technology just isn't there yet i don't even know if at a, at a I'll, I'll just use the same terminology at a nasa level i don't even think i don't even think we're there i mean the the stuff that microsoft is showing off that isn't available at the consumer level for augmented reality is i think um aeons ahead of any vr set that exists right now uh and even that is markedly off into the future as to when they can they can bring that to bear and that's with microsoft dollars and and microsoft being you know the computer uh you know mammoth that they are so uh, yeah i i think for anything augmented reality will be more useful regardless and in the entertainment space it's it's perhaps it's perhaps um naive to think that it will be uh it'll be a replacement for vr but i i think that there will be a hybrid somewhere between the two that will end up being i I just feel like their ar might get to the point the thing about ar is that when you put that on you the room just becomes whatever you need it to fucking become right like you you just make that happen so uh, ar will in a weird way end up just being vr but instead of having to have something that encloses your entire vision, the room just becomes whatever the game yeah. needs you to, you know, to see uh, or interact with. And so, because uh, I mean, think about it. Look at how big TVs are getting now. 
Like the average TV size is fucking massive now. Like I was just Dude, in Best Buy today TV for one seventy nine. Yeah, I was like, like what the shit for for uh, for the the sales that are on right now. The Black Friday sales in Best Buy today, and you go to the TV section, and the smallest TV you find, you've got to go to the back corner of I the call Best it the Buy wall section now, where you're buying walls. <laughs> yeah, you're just yes. like I'll take that wall there. Yes, that one looks nice. And it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Like, we're hitting to the point where we're at this 85, 90-inch TV. Like, just fucking massive. And so, with augmented reality, if you're already looking at a TV that's basically the size of your fucking wall to begin with, like, what more do you need? The augmented reality projectors anymore? It. Your fucking TV screens are exactly. the size of what a projector can do. And it and looks it's, way and better and than and a projector. Che- oh, my God, yeah. Uh, you have to spend you have to spend like five times on a projector what you could on a TV to get the same same I, kind uh, of quality. I occasionally uh, just like when I played um, Mario Odyssey, which by the way is the best Mario so I've good. ever played in my entire life. Mm. I'm just gonna throw that out there. So the best Mario game ever created ever in the history of ever. It is absolutely mind blowingly amazing and i'm like a mario 64 fanboy, and this thing makes it look like child's play it's so fucking good well, i know what i love that, about mario it doesn't punish you like the no. other games dude the like, game you is die just, you lose some coins you it's just go all back to about fun. fun it's just fun who gives a shit it's fun yeah. makes me feel like i'm 15 14 13 years old again and i don't care it's awesome but the reason why I'm saying that is because I occasionally get to use my TV and I, I I probably use it on UFC nights. I watch maybe one Netflix movie or a 4K Netflix show that I'm watching without Kayla. Uh, Game of Thrones. We always watch Game of Thrones on the TV. But I'm like going to watch TV for me. It's an event. I mean, I'm, I'm if I'm in that room on my theater chairs, kicking back, relaxing with a beer that there's an event happening and it's like once a month. OK. And I turned on the Switch, and I put on Mario, and that television is the single greatest piece of hardware <laughs> I have ever bought in my entire life. I feel, like, I feel that way about my TV, too. Yeah. It's so, like, and you forget about it because you don't watch it, enough, yeah. at least I don't. And so when I turn it on, it's like I'm pleasantly surprised again. It, it, How it's nice almost, it is. It, yeah, it, it, it you turn it on and I'm going, oh my god! Like, I what? Why haven't I been playing more of this shit? Like, I need to just make an effort to turn you on sometime, baby. And it's not even like calibrated. It just and it still looks like pure sex. I'm and and it's the first like whenever I walk into a Best Buy and shit now and I go and take a look at their TVs, I'm just like garbage, 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 garbage. And I come home and I'm just like, oh. My brother was uh, my brother was here this week. He's actually was sitting on my couch. I have the same TV Jeff does, just a smaller version of it. Um, and my brother just looked at. It, he's like, I keep forgetting how good your TV is whenever it's I so show good. up. <laughs> I'm just so like, I have a confession to make, boys. The last four times, maybe five times, that I had a solid PC fab session, it all happened on my 4K <laughs> OLED TV out oh, there. Yeah. You got it. Just let her rip. You got it. I just let her rip. I go to the 4K porn sites. And I enjoy it. Yeah. I just enjoy it for all its glory. I'm seeing fucking pimples on asses that I've never <laughs> even noticed before. Right? Like, I'm seeing, seeing every pore. legitimately fucking flap on a side of left, some chick's left cheek. 
and I'm going, what the fuck? Is that an actual sperm? And it's like <laughs> fucking moving around and shit on like a Petri dish. What is, and what I'm is, like, what is it? What is, is it with 4K porn and their like macro photography obsession? Like they, they I have, it's like, it's like they have to, it's like, we look, we have the resolution. We might as well be able to count the ass hair on they this, do it. on this. And like, I don't complain girl. about it. Just, and you know what? I'm sitting there mid fap and I'm, and I'm appreciating <laughs> the, I'm appreciating not even the porn. And the act of sex. I'm appreciating the visualization of how real it is, where it's like I can almost feel that ass pimple. I can almost see that sperm moving around. I can see the sweat glistening. And I'm like, holy shit. And I'm getting harder for it. And it's amazing. It's (laughs) like the TV brings another half inch. And I'm going, wow, this is incredible. So, yeah, that that happened. Yep. No, they're great, and you know, you know what the the crazy thing is. Okay, let me just tell you now: love your TV. Never go into peak audio, ever. Don't do it because you're going to you see go the TVs that are there, <laughs> and you're going to go, all right. You know, my TV looks good. This shit's on a whole different fucking playing field because well, that's because I calibrate it right. I need to get them no, to come no, no, over no. and calibrate my shit. I mean, calibrating will make a difference for sure. But OLED has a brightness problem with it. It technically has HDR, but it doesn't hit true HDR because OLED panels really struggle to get that bright. And then on top of that, um, they uh, they uh, they have some other issues. Anyway, OLED is a very good a very good panel, but like plasma, they have their own quirks. QLEDs in the next year or so have almost zero downside. And I mean that in the case in, in, in such a way that that the end the, the theoretical end game TV scenario is inside of the next 24 months for most people. You could you could get to the point now in the next 24 months where you go buy a TV and then and uh, short short of that TV literally dying. You will never have to buy another TV ever again. And let me explain why. If you really want to see it, you can go there. It, uh, the current panels right now don't have proper in, in-plane switching. But when they do, they'll be able to turn off individual nodes like OLED can, but without the downsides of OLED, plus being able to go upwards of 3,000 nit, which is like a different fucking, like you're looking into the center of the sun. Like you turn the TV on, you're like, oh! And all of a sudden you can't see out of one eye. Like that's how bright these TVs can get. But the beauty of that is not the whole TV necessarily gets that bright, but what it means for HDR content is they can show a dynamic range of color that is beyond, like you don't even know what you're looking at anymore. You look like you can just drink the water on the fucking TV. You look like you can grab, you, you watch that porn on that TV? You're, mm. Now you're literally, mm. you're going to get up, you're going to start grabbing for titties. I'm going to be honest, I will not buy another television for about fucking at least five years. No, you're good. the amount of money I spent on oh, that yeah, television and the look of that, and the look of that television. Oh, you're, you're good. <laughs> you're you're I good. I can't do it. I can't do it. But let me tell you, two years from now, when I buy one of these TVs, you're going to go buy one. <laughs> <laughs> you know I will too. Because like, and you okay. know I'll get it ten inches bigger than yours. Oh just yeah. Because this, well, there'll be like four hundred inch TVs TV. by then. So the high, like this this TV, it is calibrated at the store, whatever, and it's sitting next to the window. So the sun is beating directly on this fucking TV. There is not an ounce of glare. And it loses zero color. 
the color space it takes up now or what the range that it has, DCI-P3, is like uh, almost 100% of that range, which is basically what they use when they're editing the movies you go to the theater to watch. That is the standard, but we've never had that in the home. We've only had like, you know, let's say um, 73% or something like that. Now we're hitting to the point where we have the fucking range. We had some B-list movies. So what we're, so what we're, we're going to end up seeing soon, level. what we're going to end up avatar. seeing soon is, is if we get media like discs and stuff that will play, we'll have enough space on it. What we're going to be watching is the fucking cut out mm. of the godforsaken editing mm. room for these movies. Christopher Nolan, give me that director's cut real quick. I mean, it's crazy. So, like, it'll get to the point now where, technically speaking, we could get better, but it's so... But, like... The, the You're fu- not going like, to notice it all you, that you much. You physically yeah. couldn't. Like, you can't. You're, you, yeah. you, if you wanted to, you could fool yourself, but you can't fucking see the difference. So, TV's coming that are going to be epic. Uh, I'm excited about it because I love my TV to death. I think it's a fucking incredible TV. Shit looks great on it. It's not 4K, but... Most 4K stuff people are watching on Netflix, and 4K Netflix is essentially 1080p Blu-ray quality, so it doesn't fucking matter anyway. Uh, so I'm happy with mine. I'm holding on to that bad boy, riding that off into the sunset, and then QLED Splurging. two years, I'm going into debt. <laughs> fuck, fuck a first mortgage. I'm buying one of I'm these I'm buying TVs. a TV. It's an investment. I'm buying, I'm buying one of those that. bad boys. <laughs> And it's going to be good, uh, but yeah. Um, anyway. Now that we've gone off on that uh, on on, on that uh, random tangent, um, I guess to bring it back to games, we're coming up to the game of the year section of the year. Uh, I know we don't, as a collective, don't even play enough games to be able to necessarily call games of the year, um, other than you know just what we've individually played. But I I, I wanted to. Um, uh, to just toss out there, if you guys have, you know, of the games you guys have played, I'm guessing you're both going to say Mario is game of the year for both of you. You know what? I, I, I'm, I would love to say, well, you know, yeah, I, I would love, I would love to say it because I've had so much fun with it. But I, I, if I'm being honest, I think, I think player unknown is, should get, what should get game of the year. I'm sorry. Um, wait, I'm going to back that fun bus up for you real quick. All right. I'm going to put that in reverse. I'm going to go slow. I'm going to make sure I don't run over any children along the way. I'm going to park it again. Over. And then I'm going to ask you that question one more time. So Mario is your game of the year, right, Jeff? I, I would love for Mario to be game of the year. But if, if, if there was a voting thing, I would probably vote player unknown. And here's, here's the reason why. Okay. All right. All right. Not because it's mechanically great, okay? Because it's mechanically just okay, awful. Okay. Right. But I'm saying play a game of the year because of how well it's done, how it created a new genre. Uh, essentially, I mean, it's it, there's always been that genre, but it's really made it a forefront game. It's 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 created such great content. It's huge. Um, it's it's made headlines all over the place. It's sold a bajillion copies. It continues to grow. Um, it's an it's an independent company that they've they've managed a small team managed to make something so huge. And there's no there's no doubt that it's it's a it's a horror. I don't even enjoy playing it anymore. Right. I I'm trying to be unbiased here. All right. I'm trying to be a good good guy, Jeff. 
Okay. And we're not going to sit here. We're not going to. We're not going to go into a rampant on how why it doesn't deserve it mechanically because we all we've already done seven podcasts talking about that. We know it's bad, but the simple fact on how how big of an impact it's made on the gaming world, uh, and and even throughout its all of its problems, it still continues to be a juggernaut. Uh, I think that it 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 should be in contention. I I can't I can't give another. Um, Assassin's Creed or another fucking I don't know I, I just can't give another one of these Shadows of Mordor or a or a whatever game of the year it's too easy it's the same it's like okay congratulations your sequel didn't suck so what are we gonna give you game of the year now because I guarantee it's done nothing new I I would love to see Mario get it because I think that has been the the at least for me, I'm being biased. It's the most fun I've ever had playing a single player game in a very long time. But I'm trying to weigh out uh, how it's sort of transcended gaming in that space where it's become a new thing. And now there's so many imitators and it's it's the, it's the talk of the talk. Everybody talks about it, whether it's good or it's bad. That's why that's why I'm voting for it. And, and listen, you can disagree. And even part of my soul feels like I'm wrong when I, as I'm saying this, I want to throw up in my mouth a little bit. But the reality of it is, I know that it would never win Game of the Year simply because. Oh no, of it's the going issues. to. That's actually part of the problem. It's going. It, okay. Won. Well, then there you go. So, it's going to. Uh, here's 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 my issue with with PUBG winning Game of the Year. Outside of again, like you said, mechanically, because again, we all know it's bad. It's bad. It's, it's real bad. It's it's <laughs> it's bad. Uh, probably the worst in a very long time. However, it's an early access title, okay, and we don't know what the game will be at a hard launch, like every other game that is going to be considered for game of the year. This is. So uh, for for me, the, I have no issues in 2018 for PUBG going up for game of the year. I really don't I don't fucking have any issues with that being the case because in 2018 PUBG is released, we know what it's like at launch and how the company handles it at launch. Right now, it's just an early access Twitch hyped monster is what PUBG is. It is a game built with 99% Stock Unreal 4 assets. They have created basically zero of the things, sound or visually. Nothing. They've just plugged the pieces together, and the game is there. So it's basically, as it stands right now, a proof of concept that Twitch TV monsters have blown up to unbelievable levels. And does yeah. does it take away from the fact that obviously there is a spot in the market that people want this genre to exist? Fuck no. But but at that point you're talking about a popularity contest. And uh, but all games are popularity contests, right? I mean, there's a reason why League of Legends does so well. You can make the same argument it's but a game Twitch of, champion. But game of the year, but game of the year is It was always uh, about like mechan not just mechanical or technical excellence, but also artistic excellence. There's there's a lot going into excellence. it. Oh, come there's on, a lot guys. Go, that let's goes into game too, of the let's, year. Let's not be too cri- let's not be too critical here. Let's let's not get into the whole reason why the Oscars are bad because you know what? There's there's it's the same sort of thing. The the old uh, guys that have the the 
the the the old boys club that that are old fashioned and they want to see things continue because they remember the days when games were great and great games got got rewarded for being bar, great. Though. Listen, listen, we're in a different time of gaming. It's all about fun. It is all about hype. It's all about those amazing moments on Twitch. Those amazing moments on YouTube. We cannot. We cannot. Uh, say that Twitch is not a factor in it becoming a game of the year because Twitch is is a main reason why a lot of games other than PUBG even exist and can exist and a, a massive market in there. There's huge money there. I mean, there. I mean, major companies are paying streamers to to promote their games. This is the reality now. Twitch is part and ingrained in gaming. Any of that and at all? But what I'm saying is fine. that it's literally a proof of concept until the game is released. Full well, we stop. We can make that. We could say that about about any beta. You know, betas. Listen, I'm, and I'm a I'm a firm believer that a lot of these publishers keep games in the beta forever. Until they're forced to release and officially called a release. They do this so they can take their sweet time at fixing it. They do this so that if there's any issues, they can just go, oh, it's beta. It says beta. It's not It's not completely fixed. We all know that PUBG, when it gets released, which is soon, it's still going to have the same fucking problems as it does now. It's going to be the same game it's going to be identical i'm telling you except we're just going to have the issues on a ps4 or an xbox or wherever they're chucking this game at the game is done right and 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 the, and the game is not done that's the thing it's not done but in their eyes the game is done i mean this game is getting released the way it is i mean there might be some small tweaks but but we've seen the show what what we see now if we're going to give it game of the year now we may as well, or give it in 2018. We may as well give it game of the year now, and we may as well do it now while the hype is real and the excitement is there and the headlines are there and they're breaking records and they're doing all this stuff. That's my what's, argument what's, towards well, it. Well, my argument, uh, the end point to my argument was why don't we at this point because times are like you've said times are, are changing obviously, and I think perhaps the the biggest point of change outside of twitch influence on video games is the early access market, which years ago that shit didn't fucking exist mm-hmm. and in the last couple of years it's blown the it's blown up the, mm-hmm. the early access games are constantly fucking showing up some of them earn early access for five years because they are there they start almost in an alpha state until it's gone through the entire four-year yep. production cycle of a video game, right? Yep. It's a proof of concept, and exactly. they won't make it unless it's, unless it's selling. Why, why then do we not just have an early access category? Like, why? Uh, like, because, it, because again, for it, it's my opinion. I get that PUBG is like the fucking tits, and everyone fucking loves PUBG, and it's played by... You know, as a player base isn't even the biggest player base in the world. It's just it's just that it's shocking that concurrently on Steam, it's got a big player base. It's, it's just, a juggernaut. It's, it's a, juggernaut. It's a Twitch ju- juggernaut. If you if you step outside of the Twitch realm, Call of Duty is still bigger than PUBG. It's fucking whatever. I mean, it's cool that an early access is doing so well at a player at a player base size concurrently, but it's still not. It's not. It's a juggernaut, but it's not even the juggernaut still. So. Why? I, I just I 
I lost my own fucking train of thought. I'm so angry about... I am. I'm fucking angry about this shit. <laughs> I'm fucking angry. Because my, it's dumb. My thing, game because should here's be the done. thing. Game if I'm sitting down... Hold on. Hold on. If I'm giving a game game of the fucking year, I can't in good conscience give it game of the year just because... Lots of people play it and want the genre to be good, so they play the best of the shit pile in the genre. Uh, that's, that's, that's I think it's more than weak, that, though. I think it's, it's such more a of, weak thing. I think to it's do. the fun. I think it's the growth of the community. I think it's a whole conglomerate of or conglomerate of of uh, of things. It's not just. It's big on Twitch, so it deserves Game of the Year. So we're just we're a lot awarding of fun Game of the Year PUBG. to a company who has band-aided together raw fucking assets and just kind of hobbled through a production. We're giving that... That's game of the... Like, can you imagine applying that? I know you've said the Oscars thing, but getting rid of the Oscars argument to literally anything else. Like, that's anything at said, all. It any lowers product, the fucking bar. Like, any product. Just, well, you know, guys, this thing There's fucking... There's the Grammys. There's the Grammys. the game. There's so, the Grammys. I mean, it's subjective. The There's some ball. bad music out there. Right. Some artists win Grammys. It's supposed to be the most <laughs> prestige music award. I mean, are we gonna are we gonna give it? Are we gonna give a Grammy to a, a mumbling jumble? Don't know what the fuck they're saying. Artist. No. I mean, but they do. So that's you know that's the thing is is that the doesn't reality make it of right. It is, that doesn't it mean doesn't, we just apply but, it to video games. Like fuck it, let the trash through the door. But it's but it's artistry. It's it's art. Whether you think it's high end art or not, it's a form of expression, and it's up to the people to decide if they think that art is worthy of of the highest uh, reward. And and you listen, you're an old school guy. You appreciate the 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 finer uh, meticulous makings of a game and you 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 scrutinize certain parts of the game more than others but the vast majority of people out there that are diehard PUBG fans they would not argue with the fact that it's game of the year because to them it's the game of the year it's the one that they're playing all the time it's the one that they're and their friends are making memories of it's the one that they're sitting there and watching Dr. Disrespect on the most amazing stream ever and it's it's the feeling it's the game of the year for them and I think there's a lot more people out there than what you may believe that this is the game of oh, the no, year. Oh no, I'm not questioning and, the how many people and, and say it's game it's, of the year because it's going it's, to be. Yeah, and there it's, you it's go. Going, and it's a, going to be game and of the year. That's why, and that's it's, why. And in my opinion, that's fucking terrible. Uh, what what does that say about the and, video and game industry? And for you, Adam, the game that you've probably played the most this year is PUBG, and there's a reason for it. And 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 a guy that is super critical and super crucial, and you can give every excuse in the book that there's not much else to play or whatever. No, but Listen, that should you enjoy say, it. That, but it's that fun. should say I'm being I can I can be impartial more than anyone sitting at this fucking table right now. I have played categorically more PUBG than all of us, and yet I'm still saying that while I am. I, that's why I say in 2018, I want there to be a point of which we draw the line where if a game is fully released and we've seen it upon release and we apply it, if it wins in 2018, I don't fucking care. I don't want to see the game industry awards turn into all these other award ceremonies where we just fucking toss it out to a popular fucking vote because this many people played it and Dr. Disrespect, despite the fact he shits on it, and Vis shits on it, and Shroud shits on it, and everyone that plays uh, plays it shits on it. They're playing it because they make fucking money off of it. They're not playing it because they fucking 
fucking get rocks off on it. They're not playing it because they truly enjoy the gaming experience. They're playing because they're making fucking money with tens of thousands of people watching them. I played it because I could play it with friends who were enjoying it at the time and there's not many games that I can play with it. And on top of that, like I've said many times before, I like the genre. I like the flavor of the genre that PUBG presents, but I goddamn is this game a pile of horseshit! There's nothing made in the game by Blue Hole, sorry, PUBG Corp. They split the 12 people and a dog that they've given the most behemoth fucking game of the century <laughs> with hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars of fucking revenue coming in and said, you four people, you fucking make all this shit happen. Good luck fucking go fuck off somewhere and make it happen on the smallest so we can get the biggest margin out of this we could possibly get. The game is objectively shit. It is just all this game has shown to me and to many other people, no matter how much, is that the genre is being pined after. People want the genre. People want the flavor that PUBG is giving them, but they're also constantly, constantly reaming Blue Hole for such shit handling of this fucking game because the game is bad and they should feel bad and take some goddamn pride in what they're making for how much money this game has pulled in. And so it's cool. People want that, but that doesn't, that doesn't make it game of the year. That just means that people want that and somebody is going to do it better than PUBG. It will happen. And that, perhaps, or even PUBG on release where we see how they handle it. Do they walk away and say, fuck this shit, we're out of here. Like, it still blows my mind that I understand that they're paying to license Unreal 4, but it blows my mind that we're about to see a full release into consoles and everything else of a game where almost every single asset, audio or otherwise, isn't even theirs. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I listen, It's man, crazy. I'm- uh, I I I want to just tell you you're wrong, but you're not wrong. I mean, I'm 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 agreeing with. with I can see your point of view, but I'm still going to go back to. There is a reason why it's going to win, and um, you know, you can't. I mean, I guess you can argue with it because you are, but it's it. There's a reason why it's a juggernaut. I do agree with you. I think there should be a a new um. Uh, beta game of the year or 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 uh, um, uh, early access category. I think that would be great, and of course, it would win flying colors. Um, I also agree. I think I think game of the year is a little, it's a little much, but I don't get my panties in a bunch over it. It's a fucking award. I don't. I actually don't care, and I would prefer to see PUBG win over another EA game or over over another blizzard title or whatever you know because overwatch could win i mean it's very possible overwatch could win no it won't so win. it'll be mario or zelda and there might be horizon zero dawn those will be the three. Oh, and near automata those four yeah are near gonna ain't gonna ro- win are gonna, are but gonna i mean I, like, horizon zelda- zero dawn in my book would be a type of game that i would want to see win like a game of the year versus a PUBG because everything in horizon you know one first of all the game's done two they put like <laughs> They, they built everything. Game is they, yeah, yeah. They built everything <laughs> in that game, right? Like it's not it's not random. It's a use completely assets. new yeah. IP. It's it's yeah. Like it's it, you know, it, there's creative effort that was put in, not just like storyline and stuff. But once but again, like, that that's yeah. that's a subjective thing, right? It's you, you know, it's still an artistic 
thing. And whether you appreciate the process that it takes to get to end goal, it that is extremely subjective. It really is. It's like That's calling. I can, I it's it's it doesn't matter whether you think copying and pasting assets are are adequate or not right you know it's it's almost like playing rpg maker and you're using the same chipset or you're using a unreal 4 engine and you're making a game from a pre-rendered chipset or you go to a website and it's wordpress and you're like dude it's a fucking wordpress site you know you didn't you didn't you didn't put any heart into this you didn't make any of the code there's nothing new algorithm here this is something from somebody else you stole this that you how does this win an award but once again, somebody had to conceptually come up with it. There's the story of how the the creators of of PUBG got like you know pretty much exhaled, uh, uh, expelled from or left the old uh, company that they're a part of, stuck it to the man, came out. There's a story there. There's a process there, and it's not like it was the first rodeo. This this is th- there is some thought into this, and it and and although technically how they made the game it's weak but we cannot deny the end product and even though the end product is a dodgy one at best it was the impact that that end product made and the smile on the faces of the gamers and you can't tell me for a minute that the 40 bucks or the 20 bucks or the 60 dollar price tag that you would have paid for PUBG or however much it is that you did not get your money's worth the vast majority of people can say they got their money's worth with PUBG. Lots of hours went into that game. A lot of fun. A lot of laughter. And for that reason, if it gets game of the year, we can discuss it all day long. And I'm not even disagreeing with you. It's a badly built game. But you gotta give them some kind of props. Whether that is game of the year props, eh. But if it happens, I think it's one of those things where you got to swallow your pride and go, listen, you know, it is what it is. If I'm being honest, the props that I'm going to give here are to player unknown, okay, himself, the guy, not the company, the guy, guy, player unknown for one, basically creating the genre, despite the fact it's, it's, I mean, seeing that that could be a thing, looking at, at battle Royale, the movie, looking at the hunger games, Looking yep. at the popularity of that kind of thing in, in the in the culture that currently exists, the post-apocalyptic kick, all mm-hmm. the seeing that, mm-hmm. and and turning that into something uh, and taking it to outside of H one Z one, like to, to just removing it from there where it had been stagnated and taking it to a, a to a different level, taking it to mm-hmm. a little bit more of a militaristic mm-hmm. style. Um, and, and, but the biggest props I give to player unknown is putting it in the hands, which is not really a hard decision to fucking make, but putting it in the hands of streamers because, 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 and I know, and I'm not trying to say that, and I'm not trying to discredit it because it is the times and games are, can be made or, or unmade on Twitch. But if you remove Twitch from the equation of PUBG, yeah, it wouldn't be a thing. Then the game <laughs> doesn't exist. No, yeah, and so yeah. and so so my props goes to player unknown for convincing with money other people who have big platforms to play a shit game and swallow the pill for the money they're getting paid to promote it to a bunch of people who want to you know experience it like the people they watch on Twitch. 
That's it. Literally everything else about this video game is a hot fucking dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. Full stop. I agree. I agree. Like, so the experience might be fun because of the, uh, of the culture that Twitch has built, the house that Twitch has built, but the game... If you remove Twitch from the equation, yeah, but you just can't though. That's no, the thing, I no, right? I know, but yeah. but but for for for, I know what you're saying for technically in my it mind, would not exist for yeah, for the ga- for the for a game award. Uh, in in my opinion, if it's if it's that stark, like there are games that have gotten boosted, we'll say by Twitch, they've been they've been lifted a little bit. Like smite, there's just just a little, uh, just a little tap in the ass, just a little a little tappy, or um, uh, or or perhaps uh, uh, let's say, oh, I just had the game in my fucking head, and now it's gone. But there Starcraft? are Starcraft, but there are well, Starcraft built Twitch. That was that was actually the yeah, reverse scenario. That was the perfect storm of the game esport and the platform coming together. So that was its own its own thing, but there I are mean, Hearthstone. examples. Hearthstone. Hearthstone. I, mean, Hearthstone. I don't think Hearthstone would be a big game without Twitch. It just, no, I just don't think it no. Would be. So so uh, so I wouldn't be using that as an example. I'm just trying to point out that there are games that that don't get yeah. made on Twitch but get a yeah, lift, lifted a little bit. Okay, uh, Hearthstone. It's a Blizzard title, and if you remove Twitch, is it the is it as big now as it as it would have been without Twitch? Maybe not. I still think it ends up being. A pretty big title for Blizzard because it's Blizzard. Blizzard, you have to. Blizzard has to fuck something up real nasty to not have a game be at I mean, least the company size difference between Blizzard successful. and PUBG. Is, well, exactly, I mean, and the yeah, but the quality of the game is yeah. also substantially and the advertisement dollars. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the night and day here, right? Is, for yeah. a number of reasons, but again, despite the fact it had some money behind it, the Hearthstone team was small, and it was like a half accident that it even fucking happened, right? It was only after it was released did Blizzard put the full fucking cock behind. But I'd still the, play PUBG uh, over Hearthstone you know, any day. I really would. Well, that's fine, but that's that's just fucking yeah. personal preference for video game genre at that point. But if you remove PUBG, is in my opinion exclusively if you remove Twitch from the equation, you can say any other game. You remove PUBG uh, or Twitch from the equation. PUBG doesn't just not even get off the fucking ground. No, it dies. It it's does, dead. No, they don't even. And, they don't even start production. They and don't it's even the, get in, they and don't it's even the, get the only game. game in my in my opinion that exists right now that you can say that about the game. And so that's perhaps my biggest gripe about it is I don't want to necessarily argue that in today's market Twitch can make or break games mm. in certain ways, but but that doesn't take away from the games that exist being good or worthy of, of, of critical acclaim. I agree. I agree. PUBG's biggest claim to fame is through Twitch and without it, it doesn't even exist. So for me, that's probably, I guess if I tried to make it as clear as possible, why I'm a little upset about it taking your claim of the year. I don't think, I think released, a lot of people will agree with you. Before honestly. it's released. That's it. Like again, will. if this was a fully released game, even if it isn't different than now, it's the fact that it's not released. We don't know how that company is going to handle it. It's a purely multiplayer game, which means how the company handles it post-release is the most important factor for PUBG. That's why I want to see PUBG unequivocally, and it probably will for many people that don't give it to them this year, 2018 game of the year or or multiplayer game of the year 
or, or something in that category. And I definitely do 100%. I don't think anyone here would disagree that we need an early access category yeah. because it's That'd become be nice. such a major part of, and that would of help, the gaming industry. That would help uh, an early access game, too. They win that award, and that's that's huge, man. That, that's, uh, that'll help help sales quite a bit. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. No, that was good. Um, I think that's all that it's I have for some that tech, stuff. Time for some tech support, man. Because we're is. at that two, almost at the two hour mark. It we're, is. We got to keep. We got to keep on track. We we did well last week. I believe that we can continue the hot streak this week. Uh, I'm going to bring up the the page real quick. While I do that, does anyone have an off the cuff sellout? Uh, yeah. Head on over to our Patreon. Um, we lost. I think one of the big heads. We lost a hundred dollar. Uh, I think. Or two hundred and fifty. Oh, okay. No, I thought we lost a five hundred. Was it a five hundred? And then, and then uh, some yeah. new people came in and replenished the water a little yes. bit. So, um, shout outs to those that came in and uh, you know are still supporting on a on a on a month to month basis. We really really appreciate it. It means a lot. Um, you know, we're nine months deep now. I think. And we're yes. still going strong, and it's mainly it is only because you guys support the show. Because I'll tell you, we wouldn't do it if we weren't getting paid. And I know that sounds shallow as all shit, but that's just the reality of it. Um, we all work other things, got other yeah, things so, going on. So thank you so this. much, and we love doing it. I mean, you you can tell by us showing up on time every week. We're here unless one of us have got to be at an event or or some real life issues are happening. So we're we're committed. And you guys are committed, and we're going to continue to keep pumping out. Uh, make sure to at least get in on that $5 hype because uh, Adam and I has got Family Feud for Retro Versus coming up, and you ain't going to want to miss that one. That's it's a, a good, good one. one. It's a good one. Uh, good answer. Good, good answer. answer. <laughs> so uh, head on o- head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash technical alpha. And, uh, yeah, spread some love, even if it is only a dollar. And if you can't, because not everybody can afford, that's cool. Head on over to iTunes. Give us that five star rating. That's We're a great way close to support. To 100. And if I had to choose, would I rather five dollars over a five star rating? It's close, man. It's close. It's Toss really up. close. If you if you're chucking that ten sheet though, I'd rather the money. I'd rather the money. Oh boy, well, yeah, it's a sellout. At that after point, all. I'd rather the money. Uh, oh yeah. While I'm looking at some answer. of these questions, any did anything happen in movies at all? Like anything at all? No, nothing. Okay. I picked up uh, Wonder been, Woman today because it was fifty percent off, so I'll eventually get go. around to watching that. Yeah, I went to watch Justice League. Got yeah, an I did hour too. into the movie, projector died. Felt it did me a service. Ooh, got my money back. Ooh, that was probably that, good for you. Yeah. Well, you know what? I have I got to 45 say, forty five minutes in, I didn't hate. I didn't hate Justice League. I I thought um, the the issues that they had in production, you could definitely feel. There's like you know two directors directing it. I'll watch it on DVD. Um, the pacing of it was felt a little rushed because they cut it down so much. The director's cut, I think, is going to be great. Uh, but I will say, I like the characters. I like the interaction between the characters. I thought there was enough comedy in there. A lot of it hit. Um, there was no real weak link, and it was it was a decent. It was a good watch. I still liked Wonder Woman more, um, but. It's it's better than Batman v Superman. It's better oh than Suicide God. Squad. Um, it's definitely worth watching in theaters on the biggest screen possible. And that's all I'll say about Justice League. Uh, Seven point five out of ten. There you go. There you go. Here, um, here's the first question. Comes in from Cyclonics. Eighty dollar lifetime support. Mm. Ten dollar pledge. So basically, mm. from the start, for all intents and purposes. Let's go. You are able to make the greatest game ever. 
topical given our last conversation there. What genre are you making uh, with what twists and special editions and who's publishing your game? Hmm. Uh, I am going to make an RTS made by Blizzard because they're the best company to ever make RTSs. Um, and what was the other part of the question? Um, Special twists and additions. You know, just what genre are you? Because you made an RTS genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like what 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 you would do to like why why does this become the greatest game ever? The greatest RTS ever? What 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 do you add well, in? Well. I mean, I don't know what I could add in. That's why I'm not a game developer, but I I would say, um, you know... uh, What would make you happy? What would make you think it's the greatest game? You know know what? Honestly, I I, I really... I mean, I love StarCraft. It's my favorite game of all time. Um, But I would love to see... I hate to say this, but I'd just love to see another Warcraft. So if we could get Mm. an RTS that has a... that has sort of a hero... Kind of like you're playing League of Legends, where you have one main hero that you can level up and 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 feed and and go and do camps and shit with, and then still make your base and get your army and fight. Uh, I think that is the the best of both worlds. I mean, you know, MOBAs did spawn off of Warcraft, uh, so I think that that is the the perfect medium now because I it would be getting the MOBA people involved. And then also appeasing the RTSs because there was real strategy involved. So I'm going to cheat a little bit and just say Warcraft Four, but okay. I, I can't, I can't, I can't think of a, a you know, some kind of crazy storyline or whatever. <laughs> but I'm just going to go at Warcraft Four. I would just love to see it. All right, um, I'm going to go with. I mean, I'm I'm taking a similar route to you as you. Um, I don't know who publishes the game. I honestly don't have much love for a lot of publishers because they all seem to, you know, have something to slight them for in one way or another. I don't really care if it's the greatest game ever. I don't really care who publishes it. The developer is who actually matters. Uh, and if it's the greatest game ever, I just get to choose, you know, I, I get to choose my A team. I go in and hand select the people. I'm not just going to choose an existing house. So I'll... I'll Assume that I can just have whoever I want to work on this game work on it to make it the best game possible. Uh, I want to see, or I would like to see, um, for me, greatest game ever is uh, in the Elder Scrolls universe, but it includes all of the provinces at once. Ooh. And it brings back actual RPG elements. I think Morrowind struck a good balance between having a lot of the D&D style RPG elements uh, with stats and... And whatnot. Yeah, it looked a little dumb when you swung your sword and it went right through the thing. Can I that you just were say? At. Can I just say something? What? Morrowind is one of the greatest games ever made. Yes, that's it. Is. it. Continue. Oh, full, full on for sure. So if I get that, if I if mm. I get if I get a a improved mechanical version of Morrowind in the Elder Scrolls universe with all of the provinces, that that's my thing. Now, what what makes I'm buying it, that. what what makes it mm. better? Um, coincidentally, you borrow more from Morrowind's handbook. You, you're from the beginning, you're on your own, uh, and you have to, and you have to, and ideally greatest game ever decisions that you make have real impact in the world around you. Uh, and, uh, and not just a black and white decision, not, or, or consequence, um, ideally. And, uh, you're, you're just left to your own devices. 
you're given a general direction to go in, but how you get to that end point is completely up to you. Uh, and to uh, and to develop your your character in the entire uh, you know realm of uh, of the Elder Scrolls universe, I think that would be my dream game personally, greatest game ever. Uh, and uh, oh, I will also say hire more than four voice actors, <laughs> yeah, so that, that not everyone yeah. sounds exactly the same. Um, also, just uh, as a as a side note, uh, avoid. Almost everything Todd Howard has tried to turn the Elder Scrolls into since Morrowind, and just throw all that out the fucking door. Give it, give it to the Todd dude. Howard out the door. Give it, give it to the guy who did um, Daggerfall or whatever. Uh, except he wanted, he wants to do like more procedurally generated stuff. I like procedurally generated stuff, but I would rather just have the entirety of the. Uh, of the Elder Scrolls, you know, all the continents just be there. I don't need procedurally generated for that. Um, so give me his ideas beyond procedural generation and the rest, just give me that big ass world. Cause, cause really for me, Elder Scrolls Morrowind is my favorite game of all time. It's not even close. To, well, I, sh- I shouldn't say it's not even close, but it's, it's the game. And I think it is. Uh, it's it's been a hell of a fall from grace ever since <laughs> ever since yeah. Morrowind, uh, and I want to see it get back to closer to Morrowind. I know it's not going to happen because as long as Todd Howard is in charge, you're just you're in fairy tale land. Dude, right, Adam. Not Adam is Adam is trying to explain his perfect game, and yep. he, now he's realizing that it it's will never, never gonna happen. happen. Nope. So get fucked. Nope, That's get all fucked. I have to say. At least Warcraft Four is a chance. Yeah. I think Todd Howard is a is a really nice guy, and I think he has great intentions. But I think he makes bad decisions when it comes to <laughs> Fallout and Elder Scrolls. And I need him to not have his hand so much on these games anymore because uh, I'm going to make a prediction here before I pass it off to Panic. Fallout 4, I said in my review, uh, was the game that will, uh, the turning point where the fans are going to start to turn on old toddy boy and Bethesda, even the hardcore fans. I think we've reached the point where they've run their course with the, with the same bullshit that they've been pulling now for, for uh, the last you know 10 plus years. So the next game that comes out, if old toddy boy can't pull the reins back a little bit and we get that, that repeat, that will be it. And people are, the reviews are going to fucking tank and the the sales are going to fucking tank and then it's going to be old Todd's head on a fucking stick somewhere and i and i don't want that to happen cuz again i think Todd's a nice dude got nothing against him but get your head out of your ass Todd give that shit to somebody else let them fucking do it cuz you're killing it you're killing it go ahead panic um i don't have as long a rambly rant as adam's uh, nobody ever does right there yeah um <laughs> so this is pretty simple. Um, space opera RPG, very similar to Mass Effect. Hell, I would even take Mass Effect Andromeda remade by freaking CD Projekt Red. I feel like that would do it well. Mm-hmm. That would be a good game. They do the same type of games with The Witcher. They've got strong story, strong development, strong art assets, good, um, what do you call it, um, good companion systems and stuff. So the main things I would want to expand on it is... You know, expand on the open world aspects that they had kind of in like Andromeda where you can explore and do stuff, but then also deeper companion system, you know. So you want an actual Star Citizen? 
No, 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 no. Um, RPG, like, uh, not not the space part. Like the 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 you know the interpersonal interactions, the ground combat, the running or running around, not the not the space oh, okay. part. Right. You know, I, I you know a strictly RPG. I'm, that's what I'm yeah. aiming for. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like that's easy to convey. It's not yeah. too complicated. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind a, an actual Star Citizen. Just throwing that well, out. Well, that there, too. But, hey. I wouldn't mind that either. <laughs> um, they have well, a big just... patch coming out in like next week. Don't worry, boys. We're only about ten years yeah. out. We're getting there. We're only 10 years away. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, I think that's going to be it, gentlemen. I think we're going to call no, it there. No, we, we only did one question. we got to throw in one more fast okay. one. we got to do right, two okay, of these. Okay, all, all right, all right, all right. I know, what, we got I know questions. You, all right, here we go. We got to, well, I'll do a really fast one. All right, okay. Um, uh, I did have it here, too. Uh, <laughs> damn, I'm not even ready. Um, let me see here. Shit. Oh, uh, uh, you're choking. Uh, the fucking, choke. Palms are sweaty. <laughs> Knees weak. Arms are heavy. Mom spaghetti. <laughs> uh, I think I think we're gonna have to call it, boys. Oh my like, goodness, really? I think we're gonna have to call it because I I had one and now I don't see it. Um, rip that dream. Oh, oh. it was a special power. Where okay. was this one? That's it had top, something to do with okay, one. It's the top one. There yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I wasn't seeing. It. I was looking. In the there list. you go. All right. If you could learn only one magic spell, what could you, uh, uh, but it, you could only do something mundane and boring, what would it, what would the spell be? And this is from Sam, uh, who is a $10 supporter for the last six months. So once again, if you could learn one magic spell, but it had to be something mundane and boring, what would the spell be? Uh, I snap my fingers and whatever I want to eat is in front of me. Ooh, that seems like not mundane. That seems pretty powerful, man. Okay, more wanna... mundane than that. I snap my fingers and my house is clean. That mundane <laughs> enough? That works. I feel like yeah. I, I feel like that works. It's like if you snap your fingers, you want like a perfectly cooked steak. That's kind of messed up. Like, okay, well we'll go with the snap my fingers and the house is clean. Uh, that's there you go. All right. What about you, Panic? Um, mine is equally mundane. We'll go with snap my fingers and the glass of water in front of me will be filled with water because I don't drink enough water. Mm. But what, why wouldn't just you just say snap your fingers and you're hydrated? You're fucking, you're, you're making extra work for yourself. That seems like that's not mundane. <laughs> <laughs> hydrated man. All right. Mine is, I, uh, Stomp my foot on the ground just so it's a little different than okay. snapping right. fingers. Okay, so you're so you're from the Blue Man Group now. Yes, and my <laughs> bottle of, my bottle of water turns into Mountain Dew, so I can take off that cap and go to every60seconds.com oh. and put in my points. So are you like Gamer oh, Jesus now? Xbox One X. Are you like Mountain Gamer Dew, Jesus Mountain now? Uh, yeah, you just turn into Gamer Jesus. You're like your black Mountain Dew Jesus. What the fuck Water was that? Hashtag, Hashtag ad. Dew? Hashtag ad. <laughs> Get the fuck out, Jeff. <laughs> Hashtag You're ad. You're done. Okay. Hashtag ad. Well, on that on that hashtag ad note, <laughs> we're gonna call pay it me there. Mountain Dew. Pay me. We're gonna we're gonna end it there. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, for coming and uh, spending time with us. As always, if you're here in the live stream, if you're watching on YouTube, bless you for uh, for watching us there. If you're listening to us at home on iTunes, podcast, or whatever else you want to listen to us on, thank you so much as always. Uh, and we'll be seeing you uh, next time for uh, for more technical alpha. And uh, yeah, before we go away, as always, got to thank the the Patreon producers.
one of which is no longer here. I think was it was it Jetrix that dropped out? I think it was. I have Jetrix on the page, so really, yeah. Was it Mister Miyagi? Mister Mister Miyagi dropped out. Ah, like, okay. Um, that's that's fine. You know, sometimes the Black Tar heroin game just slows up for a bit, and you gotta you gotta reel it in. You gotta reel it in. They'll be back. (laughs) They'll be back for some more. There's always there's always more veins to be filled. Uh, That's a really fucked up thing to say. (laughs) It's horrible. It's a horrible thing. Jetrix, Mister Miyagi, Postal Panda, Jamaican Jazz, Adam B, Toad of Steel, Naily, Derek P, Fries, the Ice Wolfie, Jorbach, Larzam, and Matthew M. Thank you all. Uh, as always, I, I don't, I, I didn't get to update this today, but the website, technicalalpha.audio, by the way, straight fire website, shout out. It's down. It's uh, down, by the way. What? Um, it worked it's, for me. Like, I had to like go up and it went up and down though. Oh, it's up right oh. now. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's up it's right now. It's not working for me, but. Oh, there we go. Now it did work. Yeah, we're, Weird. we're, we're good. Oh, wait. Oh no, there's another one. Did I miss, is this one not in this list? Oh, Xavier we got another one. A's Xavier A's A. Oh. Xavier A's in It's a good thing. It's a good thing I went to go check. There we got you a new go. Hundo. Xavier A, welcome and thank you. I know it's not on the screen right now, but double shout outs to you, sir, for joining. Uh, if only I could just automatically update. Maybe that's my mundane thing. I snap my fingers and the end screen for go. the podcast is updated. There you go. There it is. There it Perfect. is. That's my superpower. Uh, thank you guys for watching and listening. Really do appreciate it. We'll see you guys next time. Uh, and until then, have a good one and peace. Peace.